The views and opinions expressed today on Black Focus Radio are not the views and opinions of the station, its management, or its advertisers. Now, let's get ready to focus on our issues, our solutions, using our voices on Black Focus Radio. Welcome to Black Focus, the show designed with our community in mind, where we focus on our issues, developing our solutions, using our voices. Central Arkansas, surrounding areas, and the nation. Get ready. Black Focus starts right now. Phone lines open at 855-525-5683. So here's your host, David W. Coleman and Robert Webb. All right, welcome to the show. Black Focus Radio, our issues, our solutions, our voices, 855-525-5683 is the number. That's how you get in touch with us. If you'd like to join the show, Dave Coleman, Robert Webb, and the Hissy, 855-525-5683 is the number. That's how you get in touch with us if you'd like to join the show. Uh, I will tell you, uh, it was Night Talk. That was the name of it. Come, come here for a minute. Come here. Uh, it just hit me. Uh, Night Talk. What was? Do you remember a long time ago, the brother that used to do uh, the show back in the day uh, called Night Talk? It was one of the early black talk shows, and I think it came on like from 10 to midnight. You remember who, who that was? On radio? It was on radio. No, I don't remember. You don't remember? Okay. In, right. in Little Rock? No, no, it was, an, it was a national, national show. Yeah, it was, it was it was years ago, as a matter of fact. Um, that one I don't remember. I don't remember. But it was called, I believe it was called Night Talk. I, I'll look it up, because it was, uh, uh, I was, I, I don't know, we were throwing around some times. Okay. You know, so. Yeah. Anyway. No, I don't, I don't, okay. I don't remember. All right, well, you don't know anything. You can go now. <laughs> <laughs> go Cowboys. Uh, Always, I, baby. I just, Always. I just threw up in my mouth. Oh, gosh. Always. Oh, you know, they're supposed to be trying to get your boy from Seattle. Uh, what's the, what's the, what's the, uh, the, the, the wide receiver? Oh, God, I can't uh, believe uh, no, uh-uh. no, no. The, the big dude. Yeah. yeah. I, can't, I can't believe I can't oh, think of his name. That's that's what I heard. The What's wide the receiver? Yeah, he's. Yeah. Oh, is he I mean, a tight end? No, he's a wide receiver. No, he's a wide receiver. He's, he's built like, he's like a tight big. end. He's just big. And he runs like a wide no, receiver. He, he ain't got the speed of a slot he's a receiver. beast. Yeah, what is you know? Name? Now I'm gonna have to look it up because I can't think. think. Of what is going on? So oh, we, go we go into the weekly sports here magazine. Here it is. What I don't understand what's happening this. year. I don't know if it's this year. I mean, you think about Russell Wilson. Uh huh. This dude. What is his name? Anyway, uh, you know, we, Amari Cooper, uh, all these big name people are being moved around. Well, well, you got to think about it too. Amari Cooper's getting up in age. He ain't, not he ain't Amari. Not, you mean talking about Russell, Russell Wilson? No, Amari, Amari, Amari in his 30s, man. No, Amari Cooper isn't. No, he's a wide receiver. He just got, he was drafted by Amari the Raiders. Amari Cooper, yeah. Yeah, he was drafted by the Raiders about three or four years ago. No. Number one. He's much older than that. He's not 30 years old. No, oh, yeah. He's, he's not 30. He's Amari not 30. 30. He's a young you're, man. You're, I, and, and everybody you're, can't You're talking understand. to the sports guy, remember? <laughs> everybody can't understand <laughs> why the Cowboys got Amari. rid of him. No. They got rid of him. It was personal. It wasn't had nothing to do with what he was doing on the field. Well, no, it was more of 
It was COVID. I, I think and they he was were. dropping them catches. He, he was dropping that's them balls it. too. He was dropping a lot yeah, but, of balls. But, but, I'm gonna tell you. I mean, but he has that problem in Dallas too. If you hadn't, if you had but, noticed. But you know, well, I'm gonna tell you what <laughs> happened. He got on Jerry's bad side. He was the only one on the team, the only one on the team in the entire staff that did not take COVID. A COVID shot mm. and told him he wasn't going to take it. Well, uh, oh, I, really? I didn't know that. Yeah, and so he, what he did was, you know, he pissed Jerry off. That's what his problem was. Mm. Well, That's what his problem was. Uh-huh. But, well, he had issues yeah. that, like I said, the Raiders didn't get rid of him for nothing. Yeah. Okay. He, he dropped was, the ball, man. He can't drop them pass. I mean, it was some pass uh, uh, Dak threw that, to him yeah. across the middle, wide open. Yeah. He just dropped them. Yeah. He, he, he had, was catching them crazy ones. But yeah. he was dropping the he was dropping them other ones. Yeah, he had that problem well, in Oakland. He's a top so. receiver. I don't know how he's gonna. Uh, I, I was thinking honestly, I was thinking they let him go because he was a little older. I thought he was in his thirties. Mm-hmm. That's why I thought they let him go. He's mm-hmm. a young man, he's doing. What's yeah. this dude's name? At, uh, uh, I'm getting ready to pull it up uh, here in just. What's taking so long, man? I'll take that because I was, I started. I'm, it's, I'm like a little kid. I saw something <laughs> else and started looking at that. <laughs> so. Easily distracted. I'm gonna be honest with you. Uh man, they don't. Uh, DK Metcalf. That was Metcalf. Him. Metcalf. Yeah, that's it. Metcalf. Yeah. I mean, that boy's a beast, man. Oh, man. oh yeah, he's <laughs> nice. He's nice now. Uh, uh, I'm he a, so he's a beast. But see, here's my deal. How, how can the Cowboys afford him when? I don't, I just don't well, that was the question. They weren't trying to keep Amari. Well, yeah, yeah, well, Amari's gone now. The one I'm thing just, I know about Jerry. Jerry gonna pay. Jerry pay well, like a way. If you go, if you gonna kick in, if you gonna contribute, well, you gonna pay it like a Because now you know they getting ready to get slapped with a luxury tax right now, and that luxury tax don't play. But but if you but, but look at it this way, if you go deep in the playoffs, it don't matter. Uh, it yeah. pays for itself. If you, go, uh, if you get home field advantage, you, you go deep even, in the playoffs. But that's not good enough for the owners. They want to make a profit. Yeah. I, I'd okay. be good with going getting even if it gets me mm. to the play. Now, if it gets me to the Super Bowl, I'm toned. But well, that's I get another to the story. Playoffs, but there's no guarantee. So. And you got to remember too. Now, Jerry already said that uh, your boy paid his team off when he won them two Super Bowls. Jimmy Johnson. Jimmy Johnson. He told Jimmy, "Man, you just paid my team off." Yeah, yeah, yeah. So he was good to he go. He paid twenty five million for the team. Was it twenty five million? Twenty five million. And I thought he worth, paid like a hundred million. No, it was twenty five million back then. And it's now worth five billion dollars with a B. That was all, man. That, Jimmy uh, had something to do with that. I'm tired of talking about the Cowboys. Yeah, well, okay. don't be a don't be a hater, don't man. Be a don't be a hater. Oh, by the way, Kyrie is at an impasse with the New Jersey Nets. And I'm is nobody surprised by that. <laughs> <laughs> he didn't want to get his COVID shot either. Is that a surprise? They, they, it makes you know. sense, right? Ain't no way I put that ball on my team. I don't care today's. Today's sports watchers, they are more concerned about how pretty somebody dribbles and what kind of handles and all this other stuff. They don't realize you got to be a team player at some point. Hey, I wanted to ask y'all a question. I'm glad we're here now. I can ask this to right. y'all. Right. So everybody's saying that my boy LeBron James is not the greatest, right? And they're saying that there's no way he can be the greatest. Right mean? now, he's number two on the scoring list. Yeah. He's like, 1600 some points behind Kareem. Who? Okay. And everybody says Kareem is the what? Kareem is the greatest. They say Kareem's the greatest we've ever and, seen. And but but hold on no, hold on no. They say Kareem is the greatest not because of the championships. Kareem Jabbar is the best They say player. he's the greatest not because of championships. Why? Because of statistics to, to Statistics. Statistically. <laughs> yeah, I can't say it. Statistically, he's the he's the GOAT. Statistically. Yeah. Hey, right? Kareem is the greatest player we have yeah, ever I mean, seen. The man trans- he has so no, he created a shot no one could so ever you're block. Saying, you're and we've saying, never seen it since. You're saying LeBron 
is let you're me, saying LeBron is easily not the greatest player. Ever. I would let me just finish about Kareem okay, because I have this conversation often. Go ahead, uh, Kareem. When you talk about basketball overall, okay. you cannot forget about his college statistics where they. Oh run Jesus, we are not going to do that, man. Oh, we're not going to do that. If no, you we're talk not. about basketball. No, we're not. You you no, cannot. We're not doing that. Look and let's. You know why we're not doing that? Let's include all the other players that they call great, including Michael Jordan's college statistics. How many how how many championships did Jordan win in college? One. One. How many did Kareem win? Three. Okay, he led UCLA. He dominated during UCLA's days. There is no if. But hold on, but let's but, back up. And then when he came on, to no, the pros, hold on one second. Hold on one second. Let's back up. So I love it when y'all had these conversations. Y'all never mentioned uh, Lou Alcindor at the time played with twenty-five. I think the number was 15, 25 college Hall of Famers, and. Was was he the best of all of them? Yes. Let's hold on, hold on. Gail Goodrich, I can on, name him. Keith Wilkes. Hold on, hold on. When we start talking about LeBron, and I'm not, I'm not trying to say LeBron is the greatest of all times. My question was, and this is how people try to take you down the road, like they run the Primrose Path. I'm trying right? to a- answer your question, but the point is, but my, I get tired of people point. saying that they ignore Kareem. I'm, I would never ignore Kareem. You know, that's why if you're I not say, a basketball. But hold on, these hold young on. brothers, they oh, it's Michael Jordan. <laughs> oh, Steph Curry is the greatest. No, but. But again, no. let's go back to this. This is what this is. This is my point, and this has always been my. By point. the way, if you listen to Week Sports Magazine, we talked about this last Saturday. <laughs> if you're talking about, if you want to measure, if you want to measure the greatest, you have to have some kind of matrix, and you just can't say the guy the greatest because you like him, yeah. right? Or because in your era he was the man. You can't say that because well, that's I mean, the case. I want to say Dr. J was the greatest. Statistically, and I mean statistically, Kareem is the greatest. I mean, statistically. Right, he is. I mean, based, based and he tra- strictly on stats. The sport. He, cha- he changed the sport. Based strictly on sports. It. Yeah, him, and, him Will and Chamberlain, him and Bill Russell, they all changed the game. I give him that. And even Michael Jordan changed the game. Some people say, I say it was a negative, but some people say it was a positive. How did he change How the game? Because they could beat you, because you couldn't get beat up no more after Jordan them. You remember they start making all them rule changes. Well, the it, no, oh, the, come on, the rule changes, don't do that. The rule changes didn't start until uh, in the late in, in the last ten years when they started. Oh, Dave, stop rent. it! Because remember they had the Jordan rule. <laughs> Dave, hey, I was a Piston fan. I remember what them was, fights. What's the Jordan rule? No, no, I tell you what. When it happened, okay, come the on. malice in the palace is what made all of that. Change. Oh, Dave, stop yes, it! Yes, it is. That that's what made all of it Jesus. change because up until that point, yeah. Dave, look, when did they take our Saturday. when did they take our hand checking? When did they stop doing hand checking? Man, they still hand check. No, but when did they when did they put a rule in that you couldn't you couldn't hand check a man no more? When did they put that man, in? Ninety what? Ninety what? That was after the Pistons. Oh no, it wasn't, player. Oh no, it wasn't. You need to go back. You need to Google your. You need to do your research. You really want to talk to sports? You need to do your research. Okay. That wasn't no nine. That wasn't okay. no two thousand. Yeah, it was because the Mouse no. and the Palace. Mouse and the Palace was a win. Two thousand two. This is when everybody started. Two thousand two. Oh, they're too violent. Oh, they, they they need to stop. No, the Mouse and the Palace is when they start really what year? going in. I don't forget. I have to look it up and see. But but the point is, look up the hand check. What you're saying. They started. They started implementing all these old sissy rules. Mm-hmm. Cause dude, before, yeah. dude, dude come across the middle, you could lay him out. Yeah. Cause you know you don't go, you don't go in the middle if you ain't going hard, right? You talking about football or basketball? Basketball. 
Oh, there you go. You're trying to be funny. <laughs> because Dude, that's remember the game. The the game they changed too. that. They changed that. Because Jordan, them, Jordan, when they played Detroit in the early '90s, Detroit was taking them down through at a high rate of speed. And then all of a sudden, they start having these slight rule changes. You can't do this anymore. You can't do that anymore. Well, if you do this, you got to do this. All kind of craziness. They change. They start changing all kind of crazy stuff. Uh, that was that was a uh, that was because their their favorite son Jordan. Everybody just loved Jordan so much. I like and, Jordan too. I like the Bulls. He got a lot, and I like the Bulls. He got he got a lot of calls, and I still I still think Scotty gets a bum rap. I he still does. think that to this day because I, I mean think about it. Without Scotty, Jordan would have been a glorified tennis shoe wearing dude. That's it. Nothing else. Oh, I, uh, we would. He would not have been that because he wasn't. You take Jordan because everybody. No, it seems like everybody's forgot that Jordan was there three, two, three years before Scotty got there. Right. What did he do? Nothing. Yeah. And what did he do after Jordan? He but blew back up. to LeBron. LeBron is. I don't think I would put LeBron second. To what? Uh, to, as far as the greatest player. But, but but again, okay. And you said you got to have a matrix. Well, Everybody why would, why has would their you, own why would you? What would you base it on? If you go, if you said, okay, stats. let's let's pick stats overall, and overall what stats. else would you base it on? Look, and then and here's the other thing: how many teams has he taken to the finals? LeBron is the only player I know who goes to eight finals. He's went to ten, by the way. No, I'm talking about in a row. Uh-huh. He went to eight finals right. in a row with two different teams. Right. But that's my point. And then you throw I've never in, heard anybody else doing you, that. You throw in he's Cleveland. Been, other than Bill Russell. He's been to three different three, because three he took the Lakers finals. and they won with the Lakers. He took three different teams yeah. to the finals. Right. He took three, right. But my that's, point that's, is that's, he won, he won the great. championship with three different and, teams. Here it is. He's great. LeBron this is, is the my greatest, point. greatest of this generation. And all you have to say I would agree is with you that. go back and you look at that Cleveland then, team if you said that, that had people you like Kobe. Booby Gibson. Yeah, Booby Gibson. They had people like, uh, uh, what was the other guy that's standing on the corner now that's drugged out? <laughs> uh, that Mark was, West. Uh, no, nah, you're talking uh, about Delonte uh, West. Delonte West. Delonte West. Uh, <laughs> let's see. Kevin Love was on that team. Kevin Love wasn't on that one. You talking about the one he took with? You talking about the first one? No, the first one. No, he wasn't on that team. You when right. he played San Antonio, he wasn't on that team. Verajao, uh, uh, Anderson Verajao was, was on that team. So when you look at when you look at when I when and I that's the only people you can think of what I, on the damn yeah, team. What well, I forgot about Daniel Marshall. Uh, Daniel Marshall was on that team, and I wasn't. Um, uh, God, what was the guy who came from Denver? No, he wasn't on. I don't think. Uh, but the the point I'm making is that greatness is dictated about how you make others great around you. Yeah. Okay. Who did Jordan make great around him? Well, Jordan didn't have to. He had greatness around him already. When you talk about Scottie Pippen, that Anderson Verjao team, that was n- none of those guys made the uh, made All Star games. Those guys were garbage. I think Verjao made it one year. LeBron picked him up on his back and carried that he team. He told him, man, told him to the next level. And then the year that they won, and we were watching this last night, the year that they won it with Cleveland, Boston was giving them. Hell, with Paul Pierce, Kevin Garnett, that team, they were catching it. And guess what? It was LeBron in game six. The reason Paul Pierce hates LeBron today, because LeBron James turned him out in that series. That's what, that's, what that's I gotta all about. I got to go back and watch game six. Go, go watch I'm that go game, six game six in the Eastern Conference Finals with Cleveland. Brother, we, we but then, you know what? This is what see. kills me. Everybody says LeBron has no dog. But, man, yeah, right. if I think about that game against uh, Detroit, 
before they went to play San Antonio, LeBron was like, hey, man, y'all got a ticket. Y'all going to have to ride the bus. Because I'm going to take y'all. That's why you got to go back and look at that Boston series. Because that was the series. But he's done it. He's done it. He's done that more than once. I mean, even in the Dallas, that's, even that's in the Dallas, uh, when they played Dallas the second time, I think was it the second time when they beat Dallas. Yes, he did. He did now, the same now, thing. And that you know, because he's done it with three different teams eight times in a row, ten appearances. That's you know, that's unheard of. Yeah, Jordan never. Jordan never made it past the second round. He did it with one team. Yeah, one team. He, did, I it, mean, he it, did it six times, but he did it three times in a row. But then he went to Washington, and yeah, you forgot he the was even there. Same thing happen, will happen with Steph Curry, all these Steph Curry fans. If Steph went to another team, and with, and all of them was garbage, they, they, ain't, they ain't doing nothing. Oh, and by the way, let's not forget that this year, LeBron James is 38 years old, yeah. and he averaged damn near 30 points a game. Yeah, okay. unheard of. Yes, he is. That's my point. So, so anybody who want to argue, it came coming straight out of high school. Out of high school. Mm-hmm. So anyone who wants to that, argue, that's absolute great. But his age is starting to show up, that's though. Because you know he's been hurt more greatness. in the last couple of years than he's been hurt that's, ever. I don't care what you say. That's absolute greatness. I and you know that is greatness. That's yeah, I, I don't disagree. Say. I don't disagree. And we don't we don't even talk about the man off the field. Okay. <laughs> yeah. You know, <clears throat> we don't even need to talk about him off the field because there is no one that that's anywhere near what he has done he off is, the field. He is the greatest of this generation, arguably bar none, the greatest of all time, but definitely in the top three. Yeah, bar none. no yeah. doubt about it. You can yeah, bar you can none. argue because no one has a direct matrix, and people are always going to love Jordan. People are always going to love love of Jabbar. But I'm just saying, we had this conversation. I don't, I don't have. I, I like I like individual players. The only thing I really hate is when you start having this conversation, and it's always an emotional conversation, never a logical one, because everybody says because uh, everybody LeBron's has own, the greatest. Yeah. Okay. Well, why though? Yeah. But yeah. everybody has their own criteria, right? And I say, if you create a matrix and said, okay, this is the matrix by which we're going to judge the greatest, I don't even think Jordan would be in the top five. Well, I don't think so. If you even go back and look at that top seven, all they basing Jordan off is, is the championship, right? Well, it, and plus people, people our age, right? We grew up. Yeah, with with Jordan, yeah. so it was like, oh here, yeah, Jordan. No, the greatest, no we saw I, I grew up with Jabbar and Dr. J. <laughs> well, See, we like I said, we I'm had. About, you know, he's a little older than. Yeah, he is. That, he that's is, I'm, I'm good with that. Okay, <laughs> but I'm just simply saying, if you are a, we've had the pleasure of living through generations of basketball. Right. Right. Our, the three of yeah, us, yeah. so we can we can look. And I consider myself an analyst and be objective about the different eras. I've had to. So Magic was the first generation. Let's say Magic. No, 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 no. Magic would be the first. You want to call Magic the first? No. I'm talking about the Buffalo Bullets. I'm talking about the ABA. Where are you talking about the ABA? Artis Gilmore and Dr. J came from. And George Gervin and all those. George Gervin. You see what I'm saying? I was at a game in DC with Bullets. You know, I was growing up in DC. I was a child. We went to the game and. George Gervin, they were playing since, uh, San Antonio. San Antonio. Yeah. And 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 the, his average was 38. Yeah. Who's average? And George were, Gervin. George Gervin average was 38. Yeah. And, and, I knew and, he was and, bad. And when, I knew he was that and bad. And when he, what, they, had a, they had a coupon. They would give free hot dogs to everybody if the bullets held him to his. <laughs> his average. And that dude went. <laughs> 
bananas. He went bananas. Gervin would do he that went, often. He, I think he shot 43 or 45 or something that night. He went, he went crazy. Yeah. He went crazy. He was shooting it from all the playing horse. Yeah. Speaking of the horse. bullet, 78, uh, the, baddest, the baddest outlet pass in the game in the history. Who was he? West Unsell. West Unsell. We used to call him West Undone. Yeah, West you know, is the man. West is the man. So yeah. what I'm saying is that when you really start examining, and we have the pleasure yeah. of being able to talk about those people because we saw them. Most of these people, particularly these young bloods, they don't have a witness to yeah, that. Right. You see what I'm saying? It wasn't, if we go back and start, when I started watching basketball in the 60s as a young kid, Beyond that, yeah. there's really no no real dominance. Yeah. But beginning when we were kids, going up to this period, there were some great basketball players. I don't care what anyone says. And I was talking to him the other day. It, why isn't Sidney Moncrief on the top 75 of the NBA? You got to be crazy if you don't consider Sidney Moncrief one of the best top 75 players in the history of the game. Mm. You, you, if 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 Jordan was that, mm. if Bird was that, if Magic was that, guess who that fourth player was? Well, okay, help me then. It tell was Sidney Moncrief. Tell me why? Because I don't. I mean, I think Sidney's good because he's playing for the Razorbacks, right? I think he should be there because he's playing for the Razorbacks. But to, I mean, what what's your criteria for he, saying he's he, he's in the Hall of Fame? So <laughs> yeah, but if you go and you look at if again, I look at a a, a player's total career college and pro okay it was who was it when sydney came out of senior year magic johnson larry bird and sydney moncrief sydney moncrief was drafted by whom the bucks the milwaukee bucks right during the time that Sydney was on the Bucks, were they in, were they in contention? You know why I know they were in contention because they were playing against Dr. J in my Philadelphia 76ers, and I hated it. I hated to cheer against Sydney Mockery. Yeah. He would them. give them hell. Yeah. It was the Philadelphia 76ers and the Milwaukee Bucks in the East dominating, led by Sydney Moncrief. Yeah. And by the way, all defensive player I believe four or five four times. Or five times. See, you know why? Okay. You know why they won't consider him. You just said you, he played. Sydney played with Dr. J, Jordan, yeah, Bird, yeah, and Magic. Magic. Think about that. Kareem, Kareem was still playing. Kareem. James Worthy was still playing. Yeah. Think about that. Brian, he, God. he played with. He know, was in an era. Barkley and, and right Elijah. Wong. Oh yeah, that's right. Yeah, right. he came out with Barkley. Bar- no, no, Barclay he was. was he was Barkley was, was after that. Yeah, Barkley. I was thought Barkley was in the same draft with them. Barkley was a couple of years after yeah. them. Trust me, but, he was. Oh yeah, I'm talking played, about. Uh, I'm, ta- I'm thinking about George. Greatest. That's why. Yeah. That's why. So, well, but on the top seventy-five, yeah, definitely. But but, but uh, that's my point is that we've had the pleasure of seeing different eras of basketball, and if you look at it honestly, you can judge. And people say, I've heard people say, "Well, LeBron wouldn't be able to play back in Jordan days." You crazy. Yeah. Crazy. Oh, LeBron would have thrived back you know, in Georgia. But think about this. that body. We don't yeah, even talk about. Yeah. We don't even think about Pete Maravich. Yeah. Pete Maravich was shooting three point shots before they even had a three point shot. How many points would Pete yeah. Maravich have? Yeah, but no, but nobody really, uh, nobody really includes Pete Maravich in anything because he didn't play long enough. <laughs> well, well, that's the true. Man is the NBA silhouette, isn't it? Isn't that? No, that's that's uh, that's uh, Jerry West. That's Jerry West. Jerry West. Jerry West. 
you know, but the point I'm the point I'm making here, and we done got off on a tangent. Yeah, the folks yeah, who, yeah. who 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 listen to Black Focus for news, <laughs> we'll get back to that here in a moment. But the point I'm making is that we've had the pleasure of seeing all of these teams, all of these players, and I think from our standpoint, even though I'm I'm an old head. I can look at them honestly. I consider myself an analyst, and I got to say, LeBron, to me right now, it's got to be Kareem, period. If LeBron would have had a college uh, career, I would probably say I'd put him up there. But nobody's going to ever match what Kareem did at UCLA. We're not talking about college. You're talking about the pro. I'm talking about about the basketball Hall of Fame is what? Let's talk about Andrew Lang, man. Answer my question. Antonio Lang. The basketball basketball Hall of Fame is what? Antonio Lang. What about him? Because you start if you start trying to compare college, you can go back and pull all kind of guys. I'm not college. I'm not pl- comparing college, Robert. You're yes, not you- listening to me. I say college <laughs> and pros. Answer my question. You we ain't understand. talking about college and pros. We're what is about the pros. basketball hall of fame? We're only talking about pros. When you go to the, the 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 national basketball hall of fame, what is that? Is it the NBA Hall of Fame? We're talking about the NBA Hall of Fame. We ain't talking there about is the no game. NBA Hall of Fame, dude. Look it up. It is the National Basketball Hall of Fame. That's why you have a lot of these women in the uh, so, Hall of so Fame. So you're saying LeBron won't be in the National Basketball Hall of Fame because he there, doesn't have a college If career. there were one, yes, of course. I'm simply saying there isn't an NBA Hall of Fame. There is a National Basketball Hall of Fame. So, okay. That's what I'm saying to you. Okay, I, I'll, I'll give you that because I don't really give a f- <laughs> <laughs> But You hate it when I'm right and wrong, don't you? My point is. You have changed a bit. My point is. <laughs> My point is, <laughs> I can't even with you today. <laughs> My point is, you are you are still trying to make this uh, argument that you want to start. You want to add in Kareem's college. We talking about pros, okay? Even I if, feel like right now, I feel like Allen Iverson practice. We talking about practice? <laughs> how many? How many? How many rings does Kareem have? Uh, so what he got four. Five with the uh, Lakers and one with the Bucks. I think he has six total. Yeah, that's six. How Five many, plus one is How six. many rings does Michael have? Six. How many points do Kareem have? He has more than Michael, right? Yeah. He's probably got more rebounds than Michael too, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah, I think so. Okay. Kareem is the best player we've ever seen. So, let me ask you this. If, if LeBron gets more points and more rebounds, we make him the greatest too? We make him the greatest uh, well, of all time. The other, the other, or, cri- or, or he's got to have six. Well, of course, because that's that's okay. That's if you, one of the if, right, that's that's got to be one of the criteria. Oh, so you, that's one of the criteria. If you match, if you match one for the other, then okay, you got to go to the another level. Okay, well, how many rings does he have? That that's got to be part of it. It may not initially, but if you're gonna match them rebounds, points, all that stuff, assist, then. Then you got to go down to so, the next level. So if that's the case, then Bill Russell's the greatest because he got eleven rings. So does Bill Russell become the greatest by default? <clears throat> See, but he got eleven rings. You don't listen, I mean, Robert, come on, man. Li- what did I just say? What, what? I said you you got to match him. So what was Bill Russell's statistics as it relates to Jabbar? What was Bill Russell's t- statistics as it relates to relates to? When he was when he retired, I think he was what four or five. You know, so what when I'm, he retired, so. Him statistically is not on the level of Jabbar 
and 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 Jordan and LeBron. So although he has eleven rings, so the eleven. So now you saying eleven rings don't mean crap now? No, you see I, what did, I'm saying? I didn't say. You that. see what I'm saying? It's okay. one of the criteria. You see what I'm saying? This is killing me, man. This Lord is killing me. This, this is why. This is why I don't have these arguments. Was it, was it Wilt or Russell that they had to change the goals? For? They were talking about changing the goals with Wilt because Wilt was so dominant. Yeah, I thought you they were talking about raising it to eleven. Yeah, they raised. Yeah. It. They were, uh, um, but here's the other or thing: twelve. They wanted to, but. But they didn't. Right. But he, here's the other thing. Speaking of Wilt, only man to score 100 points in a game. Only man ever. Yeah. Can you tell me that Wilt wasn't the greatest, the greatest athlete? But you know what they never talked uh, about though. I only did score 100 points, but they had 10 assists in that game. Exactly. Yeah. I mean that was pretty remarkable. Right? Exactly. So the point is, was Wilt the greatest athlete? See, oh. this argument you can go down this rabbit hole all day long. You just talked about George Gervin. Yeah. We want to talk about Steph Curry as the greatest scorer we've ever seen. I think he's the greatest three point shooter ever. George Gervin. When you talk about George Gervin, oh my God. Yeah. George if you Gervin never saw nice. him play, that that old look. All I do is finger roll. Mm-hmm. I mean, this dude could finger roll from the top of the key. Yeah. Yeah, yeah now that there. Off the glass. The ice man. You see what I'm saying? Off the glass. I wanted to be George Gervin growing you up. You see what I'm saying? That was George Gervin. I wanted to, you know what I'm to saying? make that so, thing do that. All of this is relative. I agree with you guys. Steph Curry is by far the best three-point shooter we have ever seen. Yeah. I the best I, shooter I, we've I ever Ray, seen. I thought uh, Ray Allen was going to hold that for a while, but... Steph came and just took it away. From it's him. He unbelievable. Snatched it. He snatched it, it, it away. It's unbelievable. And and really, I could make the argument. See, we forget about uh, uh, World Be Free. Yeah, that's we true. We forget about Vinny Johnson, the microwave. That's true. We do forget about you, them. You see what I'm saying? It's easy to forget about them now. Because Honestly. if you never saw them, yeah, as a lot of these young them. people have never seen them, they wouldn't know about them. But I would, and I made this argument on, on, on the Weekly Sports Magazine this weekend. Vinny Johnson. Uh, world microwave, be free. Yeah. Microwave was nice. How, how is it you? I mean, Silk Wilkes. Yeah. You see what I'm yeah. saying? Jamal Wilkes. Yeah. That's why his name was Silk. You got, but you got a lot of <laughs> when you start talking about, and that's why I think it's unfair to say the greatest player ever, right? I think that's unfair to say because you, you can't, yeah, you can't but, honestly but measure. You're talking about Kareem, and and you know, over in football, you talking about Brady. As much as I hate Brady. You just got to, he's a winner. You got to give him the great. He's the greatest. Well, I, I would say this. I won't say he's the greatest. I, I would say this. I say he's the greatest quarterback. He's the greatest. I would say this. I would say this. I, I can't say that. I would say this. Uh, Tom Brady. I thought that it was a lot of Tom Brady and Bill Belichick, right? Yeah. I thought that Bill Belichick was really this this devious mastermind, this, this wizard. Yeah, just just putting it all together, right? But when he goes to Tampa. And wins the championship. I'm kind of like, well, wait a minute, wait a minute. Wait. Let me stop you on that. Well, wait let me wait, stop you. Well, I, Do you not think that Tampa changed their offense to match what they were doing in New England? Yes, they did. I think they did. Yeah, so that and, was Bill and, Belichick. And, and, and when I I saw the NFL Network did a show this weekend, or they you know they played replay they replay games all the time. Right. And they replayed that Tampa and and uh, New England matchup. Okay. And, I, and what I could see was what you just said about Belichick. He he's molding that boy. What is his name? That Daniel Jones. Daniel Jones. He's molding him. Watch what I tell you. He's molding that boy. And and if that boy lock in this year, he, he they're gonna be something. They're gonna be something. He's molding that boy, and I could see the mold, but he wasn't ready. 
right. come up against. I mean, because you're talking about he's coming up against Vita Vea and 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 oh, Dominic Jones, Dominic Jones. No, J- Daniel Jones. Matt Jones. Matt Jones, Daniel Jones. Jones, not Dan- yeah. Daniel. Jones. Oh, Matt Jones. Yeah, yeah, with the Giants. Giants. My, you, my bad. you know, Dominic Sue and Zach. Uh, uh, Whatever the dude is uh, for the defense, you know, he's coming up against uh, all these defensive players that was number one. I mean, you know, so he couldn't really deal with it in his first year out of college. Right. Second year was last year. He's molding that boy. He's molding. Watch him now. Let Watch me him. let me let me challenge you on your Tom Brady right. being the greatest of all time. Yeah, I'm just gonna give you one name. Okay. Lawrence Taylor. My draw. <laughs> huh? LT was huh? bad. LT was bad. But Brady. Brady has done it. Brady would Brady has been able to do it extensively because Brady didn't get hit. But when you talk about the greatest player that I have ever seen and 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 really you 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 got to argue Jim Brown, period. Yeah. I'm gonna be honest, yeah, Jim Brown. but man, the, uh, 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 I, in, this, see, in this, I gotta, th- I gotta this, say Barry Sanders. In this, well, that's a good argument. They solely, well, this brother never have a lie. Yeah. Well, that's a good argument. I, I can't, uh, but see, that's what I'm saying about team sports. You, we get into this stuff, and this was gonna be my point about this is that we get into this stuff about the greatest player. We always talk about team sports, but we forget that those people. Ascend to their greatness with the help of other people. Well, so, but, so how could they be the so greatest player? That's what I'm saying. You talk about Brady. He did it with New England, and then he goes to Tampa, and you're like, mm-hmm. oh, okay, well, I don't know. And he does the championship, mm-hmm. and then he goes to the playoff. The, and he's consistently doing it over and teams. over. That's and why over. I put LeBron so high. So Tampa's exactly. defense had nothing to do with that yeah, championship. Tampa's defense, that's what I was just saying. Okay, well, that's yeah, what that, I'm saying. That, that helps. That's what I'm saying. But you know, and by the way, the championships that he won in New England, that defense had a lot to do with that as well. If it wasn't for a bonehead call by the Seattle coaching staff, yeah. he wouldn't have won that game. Yeah, right. and, and, and that guy that, won, that, that intercepted that pass, he played one more year and he's out of the league. He played. He, they cut him. The that's what I'm saying. Yeah, but I mean, so, that's, I think Belichick. I think that's why I say I think Belichick is really good at at finding talent and and and, and um, integrating that talent into his scheme. I think he's really great at that. Yeah. Because I mean, I mean, man, some of the guys that he get when they leave when they leave there and go other places. Yeah, they don't. Do they anything, disappear. Nor right. do they do anything before they get because there. they right. are they right. are. They hate this word, but they are system players. Yeah. He has a great system. That's why I'm saying when Brady left to go to Tampa Bay, Brady left, but he also took Bill Belichick's system with him as well. That's why Gronkowski was there. Okay? Think about that. So it wasn't that Tampa Bay, okay, Brady, you're going to come here, we're going to do this, we're going to run this, we're going to run. No, that was the same system they were running in New England, well, but what helped them your boy was Bruce, that they had a defense that was kicking tail that year. Your boy Bruce Arians already said, you know, I would have, I would have coached another year had Tom not came back. Yeah. So anyway, had Tom not come back. He said, if he had not come back, he would have stayed. He wouldn't, he wouldn't have went to the front office. He'd have stayed. Wow. Well, he's gone. Uh, right, no so that's Tom. it for the weekly. That, yeah, that's yeah, yeah. They, that, burn up they just came and took over my show. Yeah, yeah, Dave wanted took that. over my daily show. Dave wanted that. Okay, you know that was all right, but we're gonna take a break. Hey, by the way, that that wisdom you were hearing was from our illustrious leader JC Love. You can catch a show now when every Saturday morning. I mean, that. every day, weekdays, Monday through Friday at six a.m. right here on JoyNetRadio.com. Coming back.
Uh, well, we, we'll we just kind of play it by ear today. It is Juneteenth. How are you celebrating Juneteenth, Robert? You got a red? That's good. What does that mean? <laughs> oh. See, see what I know. <laughs> we'll be back in a moment. You're listening to Black Focus Radio. Our issues, our solutions, our voices on JoeNetRadio.com. Group is the small business that we need to turn everybody on to. Javita Nelson is the expert advisor and licensed in 20 states. Synergy Insurance Group has been offering personalized insurance services since 1997. Call Javita at 877 Go Love INS. She can help you with old fashioned personal service. Synergy Insurance Group is the one that you want and need for affordable insurance. Specializing in burial plans that will allow you and yours to personalize your final expenses. Check out Synergy Insurance Group on the web at synergyinsgroup.biz or talk to Javita at 877-GO-GLOVE-INS. The purpose of this commercial is to promote various insurance products, national producer numbers 1661510 and 7529748. Hi, this is Alvin from Havivi's Durable Medical Equipment Company. Because of COVID, many of us have lost our jobs and are unable to feed our kids like we wish. If your child is underweight, five years of age or older, and on Medicaid, you may be able to get formula to help them regain their healthy weight. You will need a prescription from their primary care physician and give us a call and let us help. Our number is 501 663 1553. We are open five days a week from 9 to 5. Have your doctor fax your prescription to our fax line, which is 501-661-0738 today. Keeping your child healthy is our priority. That's Habibi's, 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 your durable medical equipment center. We are located 4317 East Broadway in North Little Rock. That number again is 663-1553. 663-1553. Hey guys, this is David Ashley, Deacon David Ashley. I want to turn y'all on to the Deacon Days radio show. It's a praise project. We're going to be playing music from inspirational artists and gospel artists from all over the world never ever heard of. And also we'll be interviewing and asking them very pertinent questions to why and how they came up with their music. Don't forget, the Deacon Dave's radio show, it's a praise project. Saturdays from 10 to 11 on joynetradio.com.
All right, welcome back to the show, Black Focus Radio. Our issues, our solutions, our voices. 855-525-5683 is the number. Hey, I'm going to tell you, folks, I can talk sports with you all day. You know, you can ask my son. Most of the time we together, we talk in sports, you know, because we're always getting into it. By the way, I did pick Golden State in six. Uh, but you, if you all listen to the weekly sports magazine, you all would have known that. Yeah, whatever, uh, blowhard. Uh, but uh, but yeah, uh, enjoy talking sports with you guys. But we got a lot of stuff uh, I want to talk about today as well that we we can squeeze in beginning in this hour and then next, and we'll wrap it up in the next hour as well. Um, Juneteenth, first national holiday. Mm-hmm. Um, is it? Um, what do you think? Have you been participating? Mm-mm. I haven't. I don't even know. That's right. You're not black, though. I understand. Oh, what a shot! You know, you're not what a black. Shot. So you know, this is what a this shot. is a, this is a black person's. What about. a shot! You know, you when you start making the money that that you make, oh, what it, a it, shot. it ain't about black oh, or white. It's shot. about it's what about green. Shot. You know, what a shot! <laughs> what a shot! It, it, it's about green terrible. with him over there. So that's terrible. Uh, that's painful. Look, yeah, let me get y'all, get Robert in there so y'all can see him. Oh, man, they ain't uh, never seen nothing this good looking, man. What's that? So, uh, they but, looking at me saying, he got a face, he got a face for radio. But, um, but, you know, Juneteenth, this is the first national holiday. And I've got an article I wanna, I'm going to read a little bit to uh, today about this. And I, I saw this morning where there are black people who are saying that it's, already being too commercialized and um of course i don't know if you knew the story about walmart who tried to trademark the the name juneteenth mm-hmm. and uh, of course they got in trouble by selling juneteenth ice cream uh but this is this is capitalism folks anything that anybody can make money off of they're gonna do it now, for a long time, and I and I and we've talked about this for a long time. They didn't sell; nobody celebrated Kwanzaa. Now, when you go into Target and Walmart and everywhere else, what do you see? You just see Kwanzaa. Keep, yeah, just keep making up stuff. Okay, so but just keep making up stuff. But but here's the point: because if you're upset, give me some of this article. Let me see. If, what you if got. you're upset that that and this is from and I can't believe maybe the rappers are beginning to wake up. I doubt okay, it. because if you're upset that that Juneteenth is being commercialized, all you got to do is stop spending your money with them folks and spend your money with black businesses. All right, but y'all don't want to <sighs> do that. You're frustrating me. Okay, dude. y'all don't want to do that because y- y'all want to be able to go and and say you bought it from Target or Pfeiffer Blast. Or M.M. Cone. I'm showing my age now. Yeah, you really are. Pfeiffer Glass and M.M. Cone don't even exist. There's some old stores right there. But my point being is that we can't get upset with people being capitalists. Because anytime you can make a dollar. Look, let me tell you something. I'm in the barbecue business, right? I sell sell a barbecue rub. Mm -hmm. How many damn barbecue rubs out there? Hundreds. So you gonna, you gonna put Juneteenth on yours? You know, so maybe I need to make some Juneteenth rub. Juneteenth rub. You know? <laughs> Thanks, Juneteenth Robert. Rub. Now, this is Juneteenth rub right here. You know, but my point being is, you can't get you can't get upset with people trying to make a dollar. What you what you have to do is put eyes on your dollar dollars. And and I found it interesting. And I just ran across this clip before the show. I was at home prepping, uh, and uh, this rapper, uh, what is his name? Uh, rapper Jim Jones. I don't know him from Adam. I couldn't. If you offered me a million dollars right now to recite 
a word in one of his songs, I would not get that million dollars. I don't even okay? know who Jim Jones is. But he is a Jim very, Jones I know is the one that killed himself. Uh, that's the only Jim Jones I know. Why would you even name yourself after that? I hope that's not, you know, but they do that. Yeah. I don't know. But but anyway, are they having an epiphany? Because this is my point about Okay, will you give me the article? Okay. Jesus. I'm, I'm actually going to give you the audio. Let's hope it plays. Here okay. we go. Uh-oh. Wait a minute. I did that wrong. Let's see. Uh, here we go. Let me get the volume. Oh, for getting discriminated against at the Gucci store after spending almost $30,000. We've been in Gucci for about an hour. Since we came in here, having nobody came and showed us no courtesy, no amenities, no nothing. Period. Not even a drink of water. Asked to speak to the manager. Send me a black guy out here to start telling me some bullshit. So they got the black guy racial profiling on black people. Asked to speak to a manager bigger than him. Everybody disappeared. Ain't nobody come out yet. I still ain't getting nothing. I didn't have a salesperson inside of my VIP suite the whole time I was there. I had to keep screaming for VIP people to help me out. Now everybody don't know where the real manager is. You heard? It's, it's ty- I'm tired of this. We spending all this money as entertainers inside these stores. They hire these black people, and these black people are more racist than white people when they get their job inside of Gucci. And the bill is like 29000 but we didn't pay that yet. You heard? They said this guy. What is he possibly going to do? You heard? What is he going to do? Is what I want to know. Still haven't seen a man. Is there a manager that works here, or everybody's just a worker? I'm glad that Jim Jones shared it. All right, so that's Jim Jones. Now, what's the point of me playing that? Is that there is Jim Jones, and by the way, you can't see that video, but around Jim Jones's neck and on both of his arms, he has over a hundred thousand dollars worth of jewelry on. Okay. All right. That's his first problem. So, well, I agree. That's my boy, Robert. See, we we G on, we G on. Whatever. Because. Why are you going to their stores and they don't even, they're to a point now, they don't even want your money, but they'll take your money. But you in there mad in a white man's store because he won't take your $30,000 because you value your $30,000 as what makes you a man. See, it doesn't matter what you wear. It doesn't matter what you buy that makes you a man. What makes you a man is what your morals are, what you stand for. And right now, Jim Jones and those people like that, y'all not getting it. Y'all upset because Walmart and Target, they capitalizing on Juneteenth. Okay, well, that's what white people do. All right. So how do you keep business? That's what exactly. That's capitalism. So why are you spending your money with them? That's how you do that. But we haven't gotten that yet. We hadn't figured it out yet that if we are going to change our disposition, then we have to change it ourselves. They're not going to change it. So don't be mad about Juneteenth. But why would they? What's the point? I, man, I, they, they don't get it. If you upset, go build your own stores. Look, <laughs> man, I, I, I would play this Reza Islam. That's what he's talking about. All right, go ahead. Let me. It's, it's building your own stores because, and this is about three, three, uh, three. Just check this out. You can't get mad at them, all right? Because we are the, our own enemies. Okay. All right. Give me a little. All bit right. Of hang on. Let's let's get a little bit of Reza Islam. I've been doing a little work today, man. Here we go. You didn't do nothing yesterday. Mm-hmm. You didn't do nothing the day before. You didn't do nothing last year. How many mass shooters have there been? That you didn't do a damn thing about. How many people came up and did something to our ancestors left and right and you didn't do a damn thing? Listen, understand this. How serious are you really? Are you serious enough, let's go in this direction, to separate and have your own banks? 
to build your own infrastructure for real? Mm -hmm. Are you serious enough to not only build your own grocery stores, but protect them? Are you serious enough to have your own schools? Are you serious enough to have your own everything that everybody else got and protect it? Because the funny thing is, you quick to react to something, but you slow to build something. Mm -hmm. Real quick mm -hmm. to say, I'm gonna go do this, but you real slow to say, let me build this so that we can have our own, so that we don't even have to go over there. Mm -hmm. You ain't going into no Jewish community talking anything and saying anything you want to because you see it's written in Hebrew, they got their own stories, they all walk with the top hats. You're like, okay, I don't even feel like I belong over here. Mm -hmm. But you will quickly say, somebody come over here and do this, yeah, rah, rah, rah. But the funny thing is, if they notice that we don't call our women bitches, we say this to y'all. White people would respect us more if we check them when they disrespect us and if we check each other when we disrespect ourselves. See, you're not gonna sit here and teach me how to call your woman a bitch and then tell me that you want me to respect her when I call her one. I'm gonna say this, bro, because the sobering thing is when I get in front of all these white folks and I tell them the truth, they say, but you're people, and I say, I don't give a damn. Yeah, we ignorant. Yes, you put us in this condition to a degree, and yes, we perpetuate it, but now we're coming out of it, period. No, it ain't cool. I don't give a damn how many brothers you heard say this, how many black men said or did this. It's over with. Some of us ain't with that. Call her that and see what we do. Jump on my That's Reza Islam. I like him. You see what I'm saying? I like him. I like you, you know, it's about a, it's about self preservation, brothers. And I sisters. get that, man. But it, it, it's not about, everybody feels that. But, but and until that's everybody begins to start feeling that way, we're not gonna make it. That's not a consciousness for all. I, I agree, and therein lies the problem. And that's why I was glad to hear that rapper saying that because that rapper has helped to perpetuate that negative stereotype. They've helped, and then he's not the only one. I remember there was a basketball player who was in in Milwaukee Same who guy, yeah. who uh, got got, arrested. Lo got locked. No, he got locked out of the jewelry store. Oh, you talking about that guy? You're not talking about the guy who got arrested in the parking lot, right? Oh, yeah, him too. Yeah, you know, all of these guys who are making all this money, they're going to spend money at white establishments, well, and 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 as opposed again, to spending that money, the first they problem, would they should say. I'm going to start my own. Your first problem is you're wearing 100 grand around your neck. Your first problem. I agree. That's your first problem. I agree. So, I, you know, I, I, feel, I, don't feel any, I don't feel any pity for him. I don't feel any pity for him. Well, it, it, it's about developing consciousness for your people. And until we do that, if we, until we, uh, and here's a person that just popped in my mind. Allison Felix. Do you know who she is? Mm-mm. Allison Felix, I fell in love with her about 25 years ago. I believe that was around the time when she came on the scene. Okay. Allison Felix is the most decorated women's track star in American history. Okay. Okay. When she was about to have a baby, she was contracted with Nike. Mm -hmm. Nike told her that you should just run. You don't need to be worrying about babies. By the way, Allison Felix almost died having that child. All right? Okay. You know what Allison Felix did? What? She said, F you, Nike. And she went and started her own shoe company and making bank now. Okay. You see, my point being is that that's the mentality that we should have. We have enough money in our communities to do this. $1.7 trillion annually, more than the gross national product of Canada, more than the ninth largest nation in the world. That's how much money black Americans generate in America every year, yet less than 
five percent of that money goes to black people until we decide. Just you heard what Reza Islam said. I remember when I was in Los Angeles and was mm-hmm. making my rub, and I was looking for uh, uh, the joke Belokia, which was the ghost paper to go in my my rub, and couldn't find it. And I went into the Indian area. Mm-hmm. I'm talking about mm-hmm. India. Okay, mm-hmm. I went into that area and walked into the store because the young lady who was with me who was suggested that we go there because this pepper is from India. I remember going into that store and couldn't read the writing. I couldn't even read the labels. Yeah, it wasn't for you, please. Okay, I couldn't. In fact, no one in that store even spoke English except the cashier, and that was broken English. And you know how I told them what I wanted? What? I had to pull up a picture on my cell phone and show it to them. Okay? Oh, by the way, this was in Gardenia, California. That mall that was there, they decided that they were going to buy that mall, a business group from India. Mm -hmm. They decided they were going to buy that mall. And the financiers wanted to finance it. They paid $100 million cash for it. Okay. So we don't need no financing. We don't need okay. just thinking financing. Exactly. Yeah, I get you. So I get you. Until we understand the dollar, we're gonna continue to be behind. Yeah, that's a whole nother that's a whole nother uh Yeah, that's a whole nother education. That's a that's another lifetime. Well it, it, it's it a none of the stuff y'all are talking about will ever happen in our lifetime because psychologically uh mentally and psychologically black folks ain't But there. you have to talk about it and start Planting those seeds, and you're beginning to see uh, uh, now. As I watch, where the, are you seeing it at? Oh, see, see, you don't see it in Little Rock, but go to D.C. You got some cats who are trying go to, to do something. Go to Atlanta. Go, go to Baltimore. Go to Los Angeles. I tell you, in Limit Park, Lamar Park, in Los Angeles this mm-hmm. weekend, they turn it out. Hollywood Bowl, they turn it out for Juneteenth. Okay. Okay. That's all that blackness. You see, go to Chicago. See, the difference, if you don't ever travel and see what other black folks are doing, mm-hmm. then you'll never know what black folks are doing. And the problem with people here in Little Rock is that they don't go. They might go for a weekend, and go mm-hmm. hang out with the family, but it's different when you go and live their lives for a little while. Mm-hmm. You begin to understand, oh, this is how you do it. Mm-hmm. Okay? Mm-hmm. And you're seeing that all over the country. There are Man, when I went to Chicago, when I was in Chicago, man, I mean that blackness was, it was right there. Yeah, yeah. You next see what level, I'm saying? Next level, right? It made me feel good to yeah. see them black brothers and sisters. That's next level. You I know, got you. and they don't even talk about. I mean, even my daughter, how she lives, 32 second in a condominium on right off of a, a Lakeshore Drive. That's what. That's white people stuff. But all her friends are black and live that way. See, they don't talk about that in Chicago. They talk about the shootings. Mm-hmm. Okay, but they don't talk about the black people in Chicago who are making moves, and not just Chicago, but all over this country. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay, that's what we need to start leaning on. That's the talented tenth that Booker T. Washington talked about. The problem is, is that we got to start getting them to start coming back to the community too. You know, that's what it's all about. We got to get them to come back. At least, if you don't come back in 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 body. Come back in finances. Mm-hmm. You see what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. That's how we're gonna change this. They don't want to look. Why do they change? Why do they close all the schools in black neighborhoods? <laughs> I guess you, you, make a you ain't got no. Point. You ain't got no money. You ain't got no influence. 
Well, you, well that's, you're not trying to have any influence. And plus, I don't think people really understand the impact of a school in the neighborhood. I think that's what uh, it is. Uh, no, they don't. Else. Because they don't understand economics. Yeah. But the other people understand that. Oh, yeah, without a doubt. You see why what I'm saying? They? Yeah, why wouldn't they? So the, the point is that we have got to stop, stop closing our eyes to things that are right in front of us. And I say this all the time. We pretend that we get so caught up in our lives that we can't think about anything except our own individual lives. I tell you that you only use 10% of your brain power. And I tell you that you are able to multitask on a regular basis when you want to. You can't tell me that you can't take a one iota of thought to think mm -hmm. about how you spend your money, how your schools are being funded. You mm -hmm. can't tell me you can't do that. It's just that you're lazy and you don't want to do it. Mm -hmm. I'm mm -hmm. just being real on Juneteenth because Juneteenth is about freedom, right? Mm -hmm. We ain't free. <laughs> we not free. We're, we are, when you look at statistics, the national statistics, black people are on the bottom of just about every one of them. Every one of them. From healthcare to finance to food to disease to, to, to infant mortality. We're on the bottom of every one of them. Mm -hmm. I don't disagree. We ain't free. I don't disagree. Y'all have been lied to. Hello. Welcome back to Black Focus Radio. <laughs> there you go. Cha-ching. We are so glad to be in studio today. <laughs> Don't forget, we're going to upload the podcast. You'll be able to get the video podcast now on, uh, on, on uh, what am I saying? Uh, I don't know. See if JC's still there. I don't have the, I don't have the uh, password. Uh, but you'll be able to get the video podcast here in just a little bit uh, after the show. We're going to upload that as well. Pretty excited about that. You can go out to Spotify. Spotify now does video podcasts. See if that works. Let's see. Oh, I got it. All right. I got it. I got it. Yeah. But anyway, we'll be back in a moment. We got more stuff to talk about. Did you know <laughs> did you know there was a thing called black privilege? No. And white people are complaining about it. I would, I would too. <laughs> what is black privilege? Uh, I'd like to know too, boy. This was on CNN, so um this is on CNN, so we'll talk about that here in just a moment, okay? You're listening to Black Focus Radio, one hour down, one to go, on joinedradio.com. Insurance Group is the small business that we need to turn everybody on to. Javita Nelson is the expert advisor and licensed in 20 states. Synergy Insurance Group has been offering personalized insurance services since 1997. Call Javita at 877-GO-LOVE-INS. She can help you with old-fashioned personal service. 
Synergy Insurance Group is the one that you want and need for affordable insurance. Specializing in burial plans that will allow you and yours to personalize your final expenses. Check out Synergy Insurance Group on the web at synergyinsgroup.biz. Or talk to Javita at 877-GO-GLOVE-INS. The purpose of this commercial is to promote various insurance products. National producer numbers 1661510 and 7529748. Hi, this is Alvin from Habibi's Durable Medical Equipment Company. Because of COVID, many of us have lost our jobs and are unable to feed our kids like we wish. If your child is underweight, five years of age or older, and on Medicaid, you may be able to get formula to help them regain their healthy weight. You will need a prescription from their primary care physician and give us a call and let us help. Our number is 501-663-1553. We are open five days a week from nine to five. Have your doctor fax your prescription to our fax line, which is 501-661-0738. Today, keeping your child healthy is our priority. That's Habibi's, 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 your durable medical equipment center. We are located 4317 East Broadway in North Little Rock. That number again is 663-1553. 663-1553. Hey guys, this is David Ashley, Deacon David Ashley. I want to turn you all on to the Deacon Days radio show. It's a praise project. We're going to be playing music from inspirational artists and gospel artists from all over the world never ever heard of. And also we'll be interviewing and asking them very pertinent questions to why and how they came up with their music. Don't forget, the Deacon Dave's radio show, it's a praise project. Saturdays from 10 to 11 on joynetradio.com. The views and opinions expressed today on Black Focus Radio are not the views and opinions of the station, its management, or its advertisers. Now, let's get ready to focus on our issues, our solutions, using our voices on Black Focus Radio. The show designed with our community in mind, where we focus on our issues, developing our solutions, using our voices. Central Arkansas, surrounding areas, and the nation. Get ready. Black Focus starts right now. Phone lines open at 855-525-5683. So here's your host, David W. Coleman and Robert Webb. All right, welcome back to the second hour of the show, Black Focus Radio, our issues, our solutions, our voices, 855-525-5683 is the number. That's how you get in touch with us. Uh, a lot of stuff to talk about today. Um, uh, to, 
this hour, I want to talk about black privilege. We'll get into that here in just a moment. There was an article that was released on CNN the other day. And I appreciate everybody who hits me up and sends me articles. Man, I got this legion of people that they know we do the show. So they see you and they just crazy send me, articles. They just tag me on articles, you know. And I hadn't seen this. And I, and I, I, I get a lot of stuff. I, I, I go out to CNN's website quite often. Well, just about every day. Uh, I go to MSNBC, I go to uh, NBC, and I go to ABC. I don't go to that other one because I, I like I like real news, not fake news. Okay. But, so, uh, so tell me about black privilege. Okay. So so let me let me set this up for you. Okay. So do you know what white replacement theory is? Yeah. What is white replacement theory? Black people replacing white folks, or t- taking their spot. Okay. You know that's false, right? Go ahead. Yeah. Do you know why it's false? Go ahead. I'm sure you're going to tell me. Well, actually, it's called, there's something called projection. Do you know what projection mm-hmm, is? Mm-hmm. Projection is the process of displacing one's feelings onto a different person, animal, or object. The term is most likely commonly used uh, to describe defensive projection, attributing one's own unacceptable urges to another. That's what white replacement theory is. You know why? Why? Because white people have been practicing white replacement theory from the beginning. <laughs> Think about it. When they went into Africa, what did they try to do? Is replace the Africans with white people. The Dutch, the Afrikaans, which are from Dutch, claim that South Africa is their original land when there's no way possible it could have been their original right, land. they can't take sun, right? Okay, exactly. They also did it in America. So when they came to America, what did they do? They decided that, hey, we're going to replace the people that are there with our people. The Native Americans who were Native Indian, Native Americans and black of African descent were already here. Mm -hmm. White people decided to initiate white replacement theory Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. in order to move those people out. That makes sense. We've seen it with Tulsa. Okay. We've seen it with Wilmington. All makes sense. We've, give me, we've, give me let, black let, let, okay. let me, let me. I'm getting there. I'm you taking me this damn history I, lesson? I, I thought you were going to take me around the primrose path. No, you, I, okay, you know, ahead, I like to ahead. give. You know, I'm a history person, okay, so I like ahead. to give All history. Right. Right, go ahead. You know, they did it with Tulsa. They did it with Wilmington. They did it with Elaine. They did it with. They did it. In fact, they did it as late as 1985 in Philadelphia with the Moore family because they didn't want those people there, so they just simply bombed them. Okay. All right. They, go ahead. They, that's white replacement theory. They do it with gentrification. Okay. All right. Okay. Go ahead. That's All right. white replacement All theory. Right. So what I'm trying to get people to understand is that white replacement theory is a real thing, and it has been going on from the inception of America. Okay. Hello, but okay. black privilege is not. Okay. What's black privilege, man? So I want to read this a little bit of this article to you. It's from CNN, and by the way, it is, uh, it is by written by John Blake. Uh, and wow, I didn't realize it. it's an old article. It was written in March of 2016. All right. He said, and here it goes. Here's some good news for all of you black folks complaining about racism in America. You don't know how good you have it. At least that's the message I heard during one of the strangest conversations I've ever had about race. I was talking about the concept of white privilege, the belief that being white comes with unearned advantages and everyday perks that its recipients are often unaware of. I asked 
a white retiree if he believed in the existence of white privilege. He said no, but there was another type of privilege he wanted to talk about, black privilege. Confused by his answer, I asked him to give me an example of a perk that I enjoyed as a black man that he couldn't. His answer, Black History Month. I'm trying to keep a straight face. Don't look at me like that, Robert. In America, you can't even talk about whackness, said Drew Dominic, who lives in Green Bay, Wisconsin. If you try to embrace being white, you are portrayed as a racist. If you had a white history month, that would be viewed as a racist holiday. Dominic isn't the only one who believes in black privilege. The term is being deployed in conservative circles as rhetoric Counter, to counteract the growing use of the term white privilege. It's part of a larger transformation. White is becoming the new black. Google the phrase black privilege and one steps into a universe where whites struggle daily against the indignities heaped upon them because, they're, because of their skin color. In the books and articles such as Black Skin Privilege and the American Dream and its pastime to acknowledge black privilege, white commentators describe how blackness has become such a tremendous asset that some whites are now trying to pass as black. Now let me stop right there for a moment. <laughs> <laughs> What's wrong, Robert? Because I can't, man. I can't. <laughs> Let I me can't. just stop right there for I a moment. Do you remember that? I don't know if you remember, but years ago, there was this survey that came out of, and they asked X amount of white men what black man, if they had to go die and come back a black person, what black man would they want to come back as? Do you remember that? Well, I remember they asked. They had three men. They had three black men. Okay. They had Michael Jordan. Um, Michael Jordan. I don't forgot the other. The I want to say it was Michael Jordan, Denzel, and somebody else, right? I think Denzel was on the list. And they had three black men, and they asked them, "Would they would they want to be those black? Would they want to trade places with?" Them? And they all said no. They said no. Nobody said yes. Not one person, exactly. not one white man in that interview said yes. I'd trade places with Michael Jordan right now. And I remember the interviewer saying, Michael Jordan, with all his greatness, shoe company, the millions of dollars, they still said what, no, Robert? Said no, yeah. So I, I can't do this, man. I, I mean, I would have asked that guy. So tell me something. Okay. With, the, with the exception of Obama, with the exception of Obama, when we celebrate President's Day, was that a black holiday? Okay, maybe not. Okay, maybe maybe I'm wrong. Um, the fourth of the Ju the fourth of July. Um, was that a black holiday? Because at the time, black folks were enslaved when they did that. Mm. Um, That's us celebrating celebrating Juneteenth. Juneteenth. So mm -hmm. I mean, I'm like, with the exception of Juneteenth and Martin Luther King's birthday, name another black holiday, federal black holiday. Okay, uh, there um, we go. Yeah. Okay. There we go. If you're scared, there we go. There's there's even a black privilege checklist listing some of the perks blacks enjoy that Let's hear whites this. cannot. Let's hear this. <laughs> Let's hear this. 
<laughs> Blacks can belong to clubs and organizations that cater specifically to their race, but there is no national association for the advancement of white people because such a group would be deemed racist. Blacks can call white people honky and cracker, but whites cannot use the N-word. All right, let's go back to the first one. Okay. Because that's not true. You have Congress. Hmm. You have uh, the police department. You mm. have all these mm. organizations that are mm. that are the, white, the, the national, Elks. the Elks, yeah, the Ku Klux Klan. Yeah, I mean, you mm. have all these organizations that are white. I mean, mm. come on, man, stop that. Don't do that. But I want to go back and debunk the other thing about history is the fact that when they were talking about when he uh, made the comment that uh, uh, there's no uh, black, there's a Black History Month. Well, what do we celebrate all those other months? In fact, I'm old enough to remember that they only gave us a Black History Week. I don't remember ever having a Black History. I don't remember ever having one when I was in school. I don't really. Remember that. I don't remember that. Where'd you go to school? I went to Central. I don't remember having. Oh a Black well, History you Week. they they had it at Central. I don't remember it. Well, you were just. Out, I don't remember you know. at Central. I don't remember yeah. at Henderson. I don't I, you know, remember the, at the reason why I know they had it at Central. <laughs> Is because Mrs. Tally was over at Central. So let me tell you this. And man. Mrs. Tally was the African American uh, studies teacher. This is something I thought about recently in as I was reading the book. So one of the one of the Don't four books Robert one of the four books I read in first grade was Robert E. Lee, mm-hmm. Roger Staubach. Mm, I remember that book. Um what was the other one? I want to say it might have been um who was his name? Johnny Unitas? Mm, I think I remember that book, too. And I'm trying to think who the other one was. I can't think of the other one. The other one was a politician. And those were the four books I read. And, you know, those little thin books they used to give us. You know, yeah. the, you know, the, the you know little, what I'm talking the, about? Uh, in fact, I can see the cover of the Johnny Unitas because it was on him with the, with the Colts uniform. Colts right? uniform, right, right. I remember right. that, yeah. And, yeah, so those were the books that they gave us. And I find it really – Were they, they really, were golden books or something like that? Something like that. Yeah. Because Robert E. Lee and another one was – You could throw them in like a Frisbee and they almost, cut yeah. your head off. And I'm trying to think of the other one. It Not was, that I did. It was two, I read two sports books and two history books. And Robert E. Lee was one. And the other, I want to say, it was another Confederate. It was another. You didn't. You didn't read anything that said Ulysses S. Grant, did you? No. Hmm. No, of course not. But yeah, it, I thought that was really inter- interesting when I thought back to that. And even in second grade, I remember reading. Um, I want to say, was it Stonewall Jackson? I mean, I remember reading these things now, and, and finding it kind of ironic that here we are. Those things were being read when I was in the second grade. Yeah. Right? But fortunately for me, I I went to Mitchell, which was in the black neighborhood. That were All only, the schools were in the black neighborhoods when we were going to school. You know, and, and fortunately, my third, fourth, and fifth grade teacher were all black. I was fortunate. Mm-hmm. Okay? I had the same thing. And But in the second grade was Mrs. Corker. I remember it so well. I had Mrs. McCoy in my first grade year. And the first, they tell you to stand up and tell people what you want to be. And I said, an astronaut. And she told me, you're never going to do that. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. I remember that very well. I didn't make it, obviously. So I guess she was right. But it's not because of her. But, you know. But uh, we had, we had a, a, um, a literature book. And they had, um, they had different black people in this book. Okay. Uh, I forgot what it was called, but they were Mary McLeod Bethune. It was like 
30 different black, famous black people. This is when I first learned about Daniel Hale Williams, Dr. Charles Drew, mm -hmm. and then, of course, James Weldon Johnson, who wrote, uh, who wrote the poem, That's Good. You know, mm -hmm. uh, when, and it was, it's about how God created the heaven and the earth. And that was it. And we got this other language book, and there were no black people in it. And I threw the book out the window. And they obviously sent me to the principal's office. That makes you know? sense. But I was I apparently I was radical in the second grade. It didn't matter to me. Yeah, you, know? you, were, you were getting it in the end. Yeah. <laughs> so, but 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 it's interesting. But let's let's go on with the article. Okay. okay. Um, the concept of black privilege is not new, though that some of the nations. No, you were doing the checklist. Uh, yeah, it, it's part of this checklist. Okay. okay. Uh, the concept uh, of the one giggled when she shared the phrase. Which she thought was a joke. Other were bewildered uh, when some came became angry. Uh, Count Peggy McIntosh is one of the angry people. She is arguably more responsible for popularizing the concept of white privilege than anyone else. An activist, and by the way, she's a white woman, uh, retired from Wellesley College as a professor in 89. Uh, she wrote an essay, White Privilege Unpacking the Invisible Knapsack, has been widely reprinted uh, and is now taught in many colleges. Her essay gives examples of, of what Macintosh calls white privilege. I can go to the shopping, go shopping alone most of the time, pretty well assured that I will not be followed or harassed. If, the tra if a traffic cop pulls me over, I can be sure I haven't done a single, uh, been singled out because of my race. Macintosh scoffed at the idea. When you've had as much freedom to do what you want to do uh, and think what you want to say, what you want and act as you please then you are irrationally rankled at having a to curtail your life and your thought in any way um let's see she said the black privilege checklist sounds like a prolonged whine uh, from people who resent being challenged about their white privilege uh black privilege may be new but some of the rhetoric defending it uh is at least two centuries old as far back as the 19th century, whites were saying that blacks weren't so much victims of racism as they were victims of special treatment. Now, wait a minute. Wait a minute. Oh, let me read this next article. Okay. This next graph. The 19th century Supreme Court echoed that thinking in one of its most infamous decisions. Congress had passed a sweeping Civil Rights Act of 1875. Many people don't know this, that a Civil Rights Act was passed in 1875. That banned discrimination against former slaves in public places. But the Supreme Court declared that the act was unconstitutional in 1883, a decision that sanctioned the rise of Jim Crow and mob violence against blacks that would last a century. In the high court's 83 decision, Judge Justice Bailey wrote in a majority opinion that there must come a time when blacks ceased to be the special favorite of the laws. Now, wait a minute. I just need to ask a question. Now, I'm a history guy, and I know the answer to this. But I'm going to ask the question anyway. I, what were black people doing in 1885, I mean 1875, and the 100 years before that? What were they doing? In 1875, some of them were still trying to be free. Yeah. Not only that, I mean. There's a two-part to this question. What were they man, doing 100 years before that? We know what they were doing. They, was, they were enslaved. But I. I 
Now do you understand what I why I read the definition of projection? I, 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 <laughs> do you understand why I read that? These people are masters as victimizing themselves I just after think they having, victimized I just think, a human race. I just think having the whole conversation is crazy. It's, the whole thing's laughable. It's crazy. I mean, how could you in good conscience sit somewhere and have that conversation? But apparently, they're having it. But how could you? Dear God, how could you? <laughs> Excuse me. Uh, well, I mean, uh, I just saw... So, you've heard of the reverse racism thing, right? Man, I'm not doing this no more with you. <laughs> do, do it. Say whatever you want. I'm just going to sit there and listen. I'm not doing this no more. This, this is going to make me angry today. Oh, you don't want to be angry I'm on I'm not going to be angry on Juneteenth. You know, because, well, if you'll be angry if you saw some of the white people dancing at Juneteenth the other day. <laughs> no. No. I'm not going to do it. Man. I'm like, oh my God. No, 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 no. I'm trying to be light and frothy today since it's Juneteenth. I, I, mean, I, just, I, can't with I, I just had to throw that out there. I can't with you. I mean, black I privilege? Really? It reminds me of the little girl. And when we, I'm going to look up that article. It reminds me of the little kindergarten that they sent home because the other little girls in the kindergarten class who were white, she had told them that y'all can't do this because I have black girl magic. And they got mad at her. <laughs> And the teacher sent, sent a note home saying, could, I appreciate her having pride in herself, but could you just have her to tone down her black girl magic? <laughs> I can't, man. I, I, that is a true story. I'm going to find that article. I can't. Okay, I'm going to find that article. Okay. I can't. <laughs> hey, happy Juneteenth. We have a ball up in here today. It's called Black Focus Radio. Our issues, our solutions, our voices. Enjoyedradio.com. Insurance Group is the small business that we need to turn everybody on to. Javita Nelson is the expert advisor and licensed in 20 states. Synergy Insurance Group has been offering personalized insurance services since 1997. Call Javita at 877 Go Love INS. She can help you with old fashioned personal service. Synergy Insurance Group is the one that you want and need for affordable insurance. Specializing in burial plans that will allow you and yours to personalize your final expenses. Check out Synergy Insurance Group on the web at synergyinsgroup.biz or talk to Javita at 877-GO-GLOVE-INS. The purpose of this commercial is to promote various insurance products, national producer numbers 1661510 and 7529748.
Hi, this is Alvin from Habibi's Durable Medical Equipment Company. Because of COVID, many of us have lost our jobs and are unable to feed our kids like we wish. If your child is underweight, five years of age or older, and on Medicaid, you may be able to get formula to help them regain their healthy weight. You will need a prescription from their primary care physician and give us a call and let us help. Our number is 501 1553. We're open five days a week from nine to five. Have your doctor fax your prescription to our fax line, which is 501-661-0738 today. Keeping your child healthy is our priority. That's Habibi's, 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 your durable medical equipment center. We are located 4317 East Broadway in North Little Rock. That number again is 663-1553. 663-1553. Hey guys, this is David Ashley, Deacon David Ashley. I want to turn y'all on to the Deacon Days radio show. It's a praise project. We're going to be playing music from inspirational artists and gospel artists from all over the world, never ever heard of. And also we'll be interviewing and asking them very pertinent questions to why and how they came up with their music. Don't forget, the Deacon Dave's radio show, it's a praise project. Saturdays from 10 to 11 on joynetradio.com. just enjoying this way too much. Hello, Mrs. Washington. I'm writing you out of concern for an incident we had in class with Mariah. During our free playtime, Mariah was walking around the classroom yelling, I have black girl magic to the white female classmates. While we want Mariah to feel empowered, this made some of the other girls cry. I hope that you will be willing to speak with her about this. I'm not with you. I'm not going to do this with you today. I'm not going to. I'm really not. I'm really not going to do this with you today. I know what you're trying to do, and I'm not going to do it with you. I don't want you to do it by yourself. I'm not doing this with you, Dave. Uh, I know what you're trying to do. No, I'm. I'm. uh, You know, since we're since it's Juneteenth. And, you know, we're talking about being free. You know, we can talk about anything we want. I, I just find it nah, interesting. Dave, nah, you know, nah, 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 nah. But I, I wanted to pull that article up because I know people who are listening probably would say, oh, no, that didn't happen. Yeah, it did happen. We reported it on Black Focus Radio. This happened back. Let me see if there's a date on this article. This this is an old article. Um, uh, no, it's not a, even a date. On, yeah, it is. November 30th. 2018. I'm not with you. I'm really not with you. I'm really not going to do this with you today. You got anything else you want to talk about? Because I'm not even entertaining that. They have. I'm not even entertaining that right there. I'm not even entertaining that. You know why they're really upset, Robert? I'm not even entertaining this with you right now. Come on. I I just entertained that last one that I shouldn't have. I'm not entertaining this one at all. Not going to. Look, I love me some black girl magic. I mean, look, my daughter. Oh Lord, if you'd have been around, you if you're around her. She's going to let you know she got black girl magic. I'm not doing this with I'm you. I'm going to tell you. I'm not All doing right? this with you, Dave. So I'm, I'm just not saying. not going to. Your, your, your wife has black girl magic. I will magic. not engage, Dave. You're not going to get me to engage. Does your wife have black girl magic? 
Yes, she does. I'm not there engaging, Dave. Yeah, not engaging. No more little black girl magic. My wife, man, three hey. daughters, and my granddaughter. There you yeah, go. I'm not ain't engaging no with some you, black girl I'm magic, not engaging man. with you. I'm just saying. I'm not engaging you with know. you on this. <sighs> but you know why they're doing this, right? I'm sure you're going to tell me. 2042. I'm still not going to engage. They're scared. I'm still not going to engage. You see, they're, they're, see they, have, they have treated black people so bad. But I will say this. I do condone violence. Well, ooh, that reminds me. I have another article for you that I talked about on the show last week. Guess who's buying more weapons than anyone else? Of course, black people are. Black people. You know? Do you know the percentage? Mm-mm. Since 2019, I believe, black people buying weapons are up 58% mm-hmm. more than any other ethnic group. And the mm-hmm. article, uh, and let's see, uh, the article that I, that I referred to, it talked about, and I actually gave them some applause because I think maybe black people are finally waking up. No. Uh, well, some of this one is because they they attribute he attributed it to the fact, and you hear black people saying this all the time. I just didn't want a gun in my house. I don't like guns. Guns are dangerous. This, that, and the other. I want yeah. a house full of guns. Me too. Uh, I want one. I want one like uh, uh what's the name? Uh, had she had a shotgun in every in every room. That that's how I want it. Yeah. Um, but um, so. Many of them have said that. Fannie Lou Hamer. Fannie Lou Hamer. Yeah, I couldn't even think of her name. Many of them have said that they don't want guns, but many of them in this particular article, uh, they were attributed to, we didn't want guns, but based on what's been going on, oh, here it is. By the way, this is on my wall, too. Um, we don't play. We we believe in facts. All right, let's see. Here, here we go. Uh, Michael Moody reversed his thinking. Uh, after the Buffalo shooting last month, Michael Moody is black, by the way. Uh, he had he had watched the aftermath of the carnage uh, on the news, the anguish of the victim's family, and he decided he needed a gun. Not wanted, he said. After discussing it with his wife, Moody said he left his house in suburban Washington to buy a weapon. Uh, by the way, my son grabbed one of those. Uh, I, I can't think of the name of them, but one of those John Wick forty fives. Really? Is it nice? Oh, it is sweet, bro. I gotta get one. Really? Right. <laughs> and I was watching John Wick the other night. I was like, <laughs> you got issues. So you watching was, John Wick? And realized wanted, you needed one. Yeah, I like. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and I called my son. He said, "Dad, you need to get you one." I was like, okay, They're all right. Nice, yeah. But anyway, he quickly learned he wasn't alone. Uh, he said he was stunned at the number of black people standing in line at the gun shop in Maryland. To make a similar purchase, through chatting with others while waiting, Moody said he learned a lot of us had the same idea. It's getting bad when someone specifically targets black people to shoot. We have to be prepared to fight back. Oh, now. Well, sick of sick now. That's exactly what I said, because black people are having an epiphany. I'm loving it. And you can't survive bringing a knife to to a a gunfight. Exactly. This is a man who didn't want a gun. Exactly. Okay. My brother. Moody's Moody's sentiments represent one of the reasons uh, the sales of guns to black people rose 58% 
in 2020, the year George Floyd was murdered by a Minneapolis police officer, sparkling national uh, nationwide violence, according to the F- Firearms Trade Association. It is the highest bump in gun sales of any ethnic group that year. That was tw- That was two years ago. Okay. Can you believe that? Further, in the first quarter of 2021, the same group reported, revealed a 90% of gun owners reported a general increase I mean, gun distributors reported a general increase of black customers, including an 87% increase among black women. Dang. Well, <laughs> said, I ain't playing. <laughs> and you wonder why, said Moody, who works at the federal government. You look at, uh, you look at Buffalo and the feeling of, this could have been me is there we could be the next target and when it's you what are you going to do are you going to run and hide or are you going to be uh, going to be able to protect yourself protect your family i didn't want a gun i'm not a gun person but this world has made me get one getting one for my wife next that should have been first okay the foundation said 40% of the overall gun sales in 2020 were first-time gun purchases. Black gun owners, old and new, say the rise of a byproduct primarily of the heightened fear uh, that what has happened at uh, Buffalo and Emanuel uh, AME in South Carolina uh, uh, has made them buy more guns. Okay. I, I, By the way, a lot of them folks, I know who they are. They church folk. They holy. Okay, but I always when they do that, I always remind them about the deacons of defense. Mm-hmm. They were church folk. They were deacons. They were deacons. That it. There was a reason why they were called deacons, and there was never, a reason because they called defense. I will never be caught between my gun. I will never be caught between my gun and somebody trying to use that gun on me. I'm gonna always have mine. I'm, I'm sorry. Well. If I can remember to put it in my pocket when I go into Home Depot, it's in my pocket. You know, when I, I went to, when I went to Chicago for my birthday, I didn't take my gun, and I found myself reaching for it often. I mean, Why not not it? not reaching for it to use, just where you know, because when you when have you a weapon, it. you always checking to make sure you have yeah. it. You yeah. know what I'm saying? So That's, why you take it? Well, because I didn't really want to hassle with it, because I was on the plane and it would have had to been checked. And I just yeah, you lost your mind. I'm uh, checking the hell out my gun. But well, first off, I'm driving, so I ain't got to worry about it. Right, that. right. But but nah, man. Uh-uh. But I, I really felt uh-uh. so. The next time I travel, which will probably be to Detroit uh, next month to see the Anita Baker. By the way, <clears throat> um, I will be taking my pistol because I'm going to Detroit. Always carry. <laughs> I, you know what? I'm just I'm just I'm just I'd rather have it than not have it. I'm just rather, I just rather be the guy. I just rather be the guy that has it and don't have it. But what I'm proud of is, as I said, I, I I meet so many black people who have that mentality is that I don't want a gun in my house. Well, part of that is is ignorance. Part of it is hey, part of a gun is cool. Well, I don't mind. Well, don't, just listen but to what just I'm saying. No, I ain't coming to your damn house to visit. Either. Well, well this, listen to what I'm saying. Part of it is ignorance and part of it is fear. Because we've equated having a, a gun in the black community as death, okay? In the white community, they typically equate owning a gun as to hunt. Mm-hmm. You see mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So there's a different mentality. We right. don't look at it as protection up until now. 
Yeah. As you see, uh, you, you're beginning to see attitudes change. And this is, believe it or not, this is not protection. And you notice, it didn't say we were going to, we're buying guns to protect ourselves from violence in our communities. Mm-hmm. It specifically referenced what happened in Buffalo and what happened in South Carolina. Okay? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. In other words, black people are maybe slowly are beginning to realize that white people are serious. And if nothing else, they might forget. Hey, don't y'all worry about it because if I happen to be at y'all church, I will be armed. You you go back and look at what Locked happened. And loaded. If you look at what happened on January 6th, and if you are a black person. I won't have to put one in the chamber. <laughs> It'll already be there. And I just got to flick off the safety. And if you are a black person, I kind of like, boom! So you like to, nah, uh-uh. <laughs> Mine already been changed, but I ain't playing that with you. Oh, but you know what? Let me tell you what happened to me about two weeks ago. So I was driving, and it was a Saturday, and this car just pulled out in front of me. I almost broadsided it. And, of course, I laid on the horn, swerved, went around him, cussed him a little bit under my breath, and moved on. He blew at me back. Now, that's the most annoying thing to me. All right, okay, because if you're okay, in real rage. no, go no, ahead. just listen, just okay, listen. Go ahead. Go ahead. The most annoying thing to me is that if when you know you're in the wrong and you blow back at the other person, because I could have planted your butt on the sidewalk, mm-hmm. but I didn't. Mm-hmm. 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 But anyway, so I'm driving, and I just so happen to look in my rearview mirror. The car is behind me, and I said to myself, "Oh, okay." I make a turn, car made the same turn. I make another turn, car made the same turn. Then I went out of the way to get to the place where I was going. He followed me. By this time, I had said, click, click, and put it in my lap. I would have pulled over for him. Oh, no, 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 no. I would have pulled over and got out for him. I need you to get some of this. No, 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 you you don't do that. You just, I I just was ready. Because I was wondering, because we got on a a four lane where I'm thinking, okay, he's going to overtake me and pull up beside me. I would have pulled over and said, please don't hurt me. You know. Please don't hurt me. I'm so scared. And basically. Pow, pow. He followed me. And I'll tell you, I was on the way. I decided to go to it just to see. I'll, I'm gonna go to this Chick Fil A. Pull it in the Chick Fil A. You can't go to the Chick Fil A. Everybody go to Chick Fil A. No, 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 no. You have to understand how far he followed me. You should have went to a. You should have went to see him. Oh no, 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 no. Somewhere else. You should went to Kitchen Express, player. I pulled in the Chick Fil A just because it was in the area, just to see if he was going to pull in there. He pulled in there too. Did you pull over at, there? At this point, I whipped in there. And whipped up into between two cars, dropped my window, and got out. And that sucker went to the drive thru. (laughs) (laughs) So it just it was just coincidence. This is why you have to be careful though. So you saying he wasn't he wasn't even following. No, he was going to Chick-fil-A. Okay. (laughs) You got issues. (laughs) But I say all that to say this. That, like you said, it's better to be ready than not to be ready. Oh, I'm always be ready. You understand what I'm saying? I told you, locked and loaded, baby. Because I was locked and loaded. Because he followed me a long way. Locked and loaded. 
you know, he used to follow me a long way. He was following you, man. He didn't get in that line. I, he was following I, I, no, he actually went to the drive-thru because it was like 10 cars in the drive-thru. So he actually went to the drive because I watched him. And when I got out, I pretended like I was getting ready to walk into the, the building. Oh, okay. You know, and I, I just kind of kept my own because I thought maybe he was going to try to swing around. Whew, man. He never did. He never did. He got in the drive-thru. You're a good one. You know, but right now they be talking about news at ten. <laughs> well, no, I, I didn't know. I didn't realize he was following me until I had gotten halfway to the destination, and then that's when I started doing little maneuvers just to see. And I changed lane. He changed lane. Hey, I'm the extra nice guy. And I said, if you pull up beside me, bro, I'm a cap you. I am deliberately the extra nice guy. And the reason I'm extra nice is because you know what? I don't want any beef with you. Well, that's what I'm saying. I don't, I don't want any either. Beef with you. So you know, if you pull out in front of me, I'll smile and go, Hey, are you okay? Yeah, sure you will, Robert. And if if you follow me and if you follow me home, yeah. That would not end well for any both either of us. Well, the, the point I'm trying to make is, and what Robert has said, is that it's better to be prepared than not. Oh, yeah, I'm always and, ready. And you all need to make sure. Uh, look, and if you're afraid of guns, just go out. All you got to do is go out. No. Nope. All you got to do you, is. You hear that? That's, that's right there. Always ready, yeah. baby. Locked and loaded. But all you got to do is go out and take a gun class, uh, learn to become a, a, uh, a, a gun user. Uh, I remember a friend of, well, on Facebook, there is a group called the Survival Sisters. Okay. And this is a black man, and I've been watching this group now for at least five years. Mm -hmm. And he has taught these girls, these are young girls, how to shoot, mm -hmm. how to survive mm -hmm. in an apocalypse, mm -hmm. how to, I mean, all types of survival skills, yeah. camping, yeah. and everything. Because, see, all these people running around thinking that they want a civil war, all you got to do is look at Ukraine right now. You don't want none of that. You think you do. But that is misery. That is suffering. And you think you want civil war simply because you don't like black people? Y'all think black people going to roll well, I ain't worried about civil war because I know they ain't coming to the hood to get me. So, enjoy. You, you think black people going to roll over? If they're going to have a civil war, they're going to start downtown. Man. And then they're going to start out in West Little Rock. So I ain't got to worry about it. Yeah, do y'all really think. They ain't coming to the hood for no civil war. They ain't traveling for no war. They ain't traveling to me. Y'all really think black people going to roll over? They ain't traveling to me. But if you travel with me, I got something for that ass, though. Man. Travel this way you want to. I love to Man. see you. Y'all better wake up out there because black people ain't playing. We are, we, you know, it's, it's really important to us that we become a gun-toting family. So everybody in our family got a gun. Good. Some kind of gun. Good. We're going to even get our grandkids a gun. We're going to get the grandkids hey, rifles. I, I talked to my daughter when I was in Chicago. In fact, she's here today. Uh, I told her, I said, you need to get a pistol. Everybody need a gun. Hell, you need like, to get a pistol. Need a gun. Number one, you live in Chicago. Guns are good. You know. Guns so are good. You need to get a pistol. Guns are good. And y'all, all y'all need to get a pistol. I need to get me an AK-47. Oh, I just bought the new Call of Duty. I, I want to. I want to play the real Call of Duty. You know, I, the man, one with real bullets. I was, play outside. I was sniping last night. Oh jeez! I need to buy a sniper rifle. That's what I need too. I need to give me one of those. Those are illegal. I, I need. I need. Well, one. you know what? No, they're not. Because you know these these Republicans say all uh, everything I need is a sniper rifle. Legal. I need a yeah. sniper rifle. Pow. Well, I, I I just need a uh, just give me an AK forty seven with a nice sight on it. 
I'll pop that cherry. Pion! Yeah, you got some issues, player. <laughs> <laughs> we just gonna pray for you, player. All right, we're gonna take a break. Hey, if y'all just not listen to the show, I'm sorry. Robert is crazy. I have to calm him down every now and then. Okay, that's decode. Back in a moment. Synergy Insurance Group is the small business that we need to turn everybody on to. Javita Nelson is the expert advisor and licensed in 20 states. Synergy Insurance Group has been offering personalized insurance services since 1997. Call Javita at 877-GO-LOVE-INS. She can help you with old-fashioned personal service. Synergy Insurance Group is the one that you want and need for affordable insurance. Specializing in burial plans that will allow you and yours to personalize your final expenses. Check out Synergy Insurance Group on the web at synergyinsgroup.biz. Or talk to Javita at 877-GO-GLOVE-INS. The purpose of this commercial is to promote various insurance products, national producer numbers 1661510 and 7529748. Hi, this is Alvin from Habibi's Durable Medical Equipment Company. Because of COVID, many of us have lost our jobs and are unable to feed our kids like we wish. If your child is underweight, five years of age or older, and on Medicaid, you may be able to get formula to help them regain their healthy weight. You will need a prescription from their primary care physician and give us a call and let us help. Our number is 501-663-1553. We are open five days a week from 9 to 5. Have your doctor fax your prescription to our fax line, which is 501-661-0738. Today, keeping your child healthy is our priority. That's Habibi's, 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 your durable medical equipment center. We are located 4317 East Broadway in North Little Rock. That number again is 663-1553. 663-1553. Hey guys, this is David Ashley, Deacon David Ashley. I want to turn you all on to the Deacon Days radio show. It's a praise project. We're going to be playing music from inspirational artists and gospel artists from all over the world never ever heard of and also we'll be interviewing and asking them very pertinent questions to why and how they came up with their music don't forget the deacon dave's radio show it's a praise project saturdays from 10 to 11 on joynetradio.com All right, welcome back to the show, Black Focus Radio. Our issues, our solutions, our voices. Now, what what else are we going to uh, talk about? Your January sixth stuff. Oh, January sixth committee. Have you all been watching? I know a lot of people haven't. I told you I stopped watching after Liz Cheney said this is our duty to defend the Constitution. I knew you weren't talking about me, Dan. It was one of need me keep listening. Yeah, but but it is Robert. No, because it's not. Here, here's why. Here's why. Because what we saw on January 6th was the closest that we've ever come to a coup. And now that we've been watching these test, this, this, these hearings, we really see how this whole thing took place. Dave. Now, now, let me finish. Okay. Let me finish. Okay. Because, see, you black people, 
Y'all sit around saying, it don't matter to me. It don't matter to me. Yeah, it does. Okay, go ahead, Dad. And here's why it matters to you. It should matter to you. Please explain. Please explain. Because if if that they would have been successful. Okay. Where do you think black people would have been? Been when? What do you think would have happened to black people? When? After that success, if that coup would have taken place. What do you think black people would have been afterwards? Where, what would we be doing right now? I don't know. What do you, do you think, think we'd, we'd still be, be living under the same conditions that we are today? You don't think we would? No. Why not? Who were the people that tried to storm the Capitol? I'm, 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 white people. I'm confused. White supremacists. There were some blacks in there too, Dave. Oh, no. There were some black not. people in there no. too. No. See, clearly you have not been watching. Okay, Dave. There were no black people at all. It was there, all white there, what do you think the ratio black to white was? Oh, yeah. It was like, you know, 2,000 to 1. Exactly. But okay, my so point is there were some blacks you just, there. That was, that, was a, that was a Republican talking point. There were some blacks okay. there. But my point, my point is, my only point to this is, unlike you, Dave. By the way, what do you think those black people would have been had they been successful? Only, only unlike you, Dave, um, my biggest concern is you've tried all these people or you've charged people. But yet still, you haven't charged anyone with what? That's what this hearing is all about. With what, Dave? What have they not charged anybody uh, with? And by the way, they did. Dave, what have they not charged anybody with so far? Uh, Enrico Tario, who is the head of the Proud Boys. Uh, You're not going to answer my question. I'm are you? getting ready to okay. answer your question. Why well, you just can't answer? You got to give me. Why you got to Because I want you to understand. Oh, you want me to understand? Oh, please help Enrico me understand. Enrico Tario, who is the head of the Proud Boys, okay. who, by the way, Went through the Capitol in stacks. That's a military okay. term. They clearly had cased the Capitol. Okay. Okay. All of this has come out in the hearings. All right. They clearly had cased the Capitol. Okay. Enrico Tario and the Proud Boys have been charged with uh, seditious conspiracy. Okay. Which is, and they are in jail right now, by the way. Oh, okay. Uh, which, okay. which is punishable by up to 20 years in prison. A uh, quick question, Dave. How many people died during this attack? Uh, five. And is anybody charged with murder? Uh, not as of yet. But oh, okay. I I'm done with it, Dave. Don't talk about this shit, about this stuff no more, Dave. Once you said that, I'm done. I'm so, done. So you don't believe in investigations, right? For what, Dave? Dave if a if a brother, I know brothers right now who are in prison because mm-hmm. they rode with some guys in a car. They had nothing to do with the murder. But they, they still doing, was there an investigation? They're still doing. They're still doing was, twenty years. Was there an? Was they're there still an, doing twenty years. Was there an investigation? Where the hell is you from? Was there an investigation? How much crack was, you smoked this well, morning? I'm asking you. I'm not saying it was right. I'm just saying at least there was an investigation. Well, at, at least there was an. Uh, 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 even if it was a, a, a fake investigation. My point being is why that everybody's saying an investigation. They, they, they ain't even charged any of them. Well, they got to complete the investigation. Why do you need an investigation? Because you have to have an investigation and evidence to convict somebody of a crime. Well, if you can evict, if you can, if you're convicting these proud boys, dudes of whatever you convict them of, why not just add murder to that? They haven't convicted anyone because but they've it, charged them, right? They've been charged. So why haven't they charged them with murder, Dave? I don't know, but maybe that's I'm done, down Dave. The, no, no, it ain't down the damn road. They don't come no. in later and charge you with something. Yeah, else. they do. Yeah. Well, what about these other guys that in charge, Dave? They ain't. Char- they ain't yeah, charged them yeah. with murder. They ain't charged nobody okay. with murder yet. We ain't murdered. Right. Okay, let me and get back actually, to what I was no, saying. Actually, no, Dave. Was. No, you brought this up. 
They ain't even talked about the they ain't even okay. talked about the people who were killed in uh, they, they talk about them in every January sixth. Yeah, what they, they say have. about them? They, they say anything about yeah, them? What they say? They what they say? What their name? They oh, who they be? Oh God! Why they ain't charging nobody with murder, yeah. Dave? Help! Help! I'm just saying, D. I'm okay. just saying, D. Coleman. All right. So my point being, Your what point. I go back to, that it's you, some bush. You, you black people who don't think it's important. Where did you think you would be if we turned to an autocracy? Huh? Do you think you oh. think you're gonna be better off? Oh. Do you think do you think white people are gonna treat you any better? Oh. Even those black folks that you refer to that was in that throng, do you think you think what they gonna look at you and say, Hey, you think you better than us? No, you need to get on back down there with your people. Okay, oh, David W. The, all all these Republicans who are all these black Republicans, as I call them, who are supporting the 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 party, the the Republican Party. What do you think gonna happen to you when they get sick of you? That's what you all don't get. Okay. Speaking of which, Chris Jones. Have you? What do you think about Chris Jones? Be honest. Um. From everything I've seen, he looks. He looks I, I didn't he looks say. Legit. I didn't say everything you've seen. I said Robert. What do you, Robert Webby Webb, think about Chris Jones? From what I've seen, he looks pretty good. What do you want me to say? He's horrible. From what I've seen, I don't. I don't know. Why would you say horrible? Well, of all the adjectives that you could have said, why? Why did that adjective pop in? Because your head? The, the look you gave me, that look of frustration you gave me, made me think that maybe he's horrible. <laughs> no, don't blame that on me. You I'm just projected that on me. So, no. Well, what are you saying? No, I have. I mean, tell me. have you seen this campaign? Have you seen any articles? Have you seen? No, seen I haven't seen. By anything. the way, we had Natalie James on last Thursday. Uh, okay. Uh, and we need to try to get together and try to help her raise some money. Okay. You didn't seem too positive about that. Okay. Okay. Uh, <laughs> all right. So the reason I'm bringing this up is because Natalie James nor Chris Jones has really a a snowball's chance in hell to win those races. Okay. okay. That's fair. But things do happen. Like? Well, let me explain my logic here. And this is, I talked to Natalie about this as well. We are, this January 6th committee, these hearings, is revealing stuff that no one knew. And we've been seeing. But let me ask you a question. Hang on, let me finish. 60% of the people that they serve are Democrats, Republicans, and independents. 60% said that those people, including Donald Trump, must stand trial. Okay? Not need to. Must. The Democrats have a burden now. Is that if you let these people slide, Mm -hmm. you're going to be in a world of hurt. You've got to do something. You understand what I'm saying? So, so at this point, if you're those two individuals, you got a person running for governor who was the the the, the spokesman for Donald Trump, mm-hmm. who admittedly lied that 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 she and said she lied to the American people on a regular basis. You got to hang that albatross around her neck. The same with with uh, John Bozeman. If you're Natalie, every chance I get, the first thing I'm going to say is that, look, here's one thing I'm for. I'm for America. I'm not for treason. Because every one of those Republicans, John Bozeman and, and Sarah Huckabee Sanders, boldly say on their campaign ads. We should get Sarah on the show. That I'm supported by Donald Trump. We should get her on the I'd show. I'd love to get her on the show. We should get her on the show. But you know what? They listen to the show. I know that now. 
You should get on the show. Trust me. They're not going to come on this show. Because we're, they know we're going to hold them, their feet to the fire. Right. We're going to ask the tough questions. We're not going to let you. Why, why, would I, why would I want you as my governor? The, the first question I would ask both of them, both of them would be, did Joe Biden win the election? Fairly. Because the only answer they can give is yes. If they equivocate, pontificate, bake a cake, you sick. Then that tells you all you need to know about them. And you see what? They're not going to say it because you know what? On their campaign ads, they're saying we're supported by Donald Trump. Donald Trump is an insurrectionist. Period. End of story. It don't matter whether you're a Democrat or Republican. I'm an independent. That man is an insurrectionist. He tried to overthrow this government, and we were. And, and and when you hear what he was saying and what he was doing during that time period, while they were storming the Capitol, while he was applauding those guys, you understand exactly what I'm saying. There, there's a reason why Fox News won't won't play it. And they've already did the survey. 60% of those people have said, that man needs to go to jail. This is serious. And what Natalie and Jane uh, and Chris Jones needs to be doing is every time you get a chance, you need to be hitting them upside, hit, hitting both of them upside the head with, wait a minute, didn't you sign off on that insurrection of stuff? How, how can the American people trust you? When you supported someone who tried to overthrow our government, our constitution. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. You understand my argument? No, I understand your argument. Now, the problem is, the ads that I've seen from Chris Jones, oh, I'm a fan. And look, he's a great guy. Look, when you, when you put his credentials up against Sarah Huckabee Sanders, she don't hold a candle to what he did. Did you know this guy was a physicist? Did you mm -hmm. know that this guy could have been an astronaut? Mm -hmm. Did you know that? Mm -hmm. when, what is Sarah Huckabee Sanders? I knew he was a physicist. I didn't know he could be an astronaut. Well, what is Sarah Huckabee Sanders? Exactly. The only thing that she has is I was I was the liar for Donald Trump, and he supports me. We need to get her on the show. Go for it. I'd love to have her. You need to get her on the show. I'd love to have John Bozeman. I'd love to have Tom Cotton. But how many times? Oh, by the way, I think we got a bad chance of Sarah. Oh, 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 I, oh, I don't really think we have a chance oh, of her. But oh, I oh, think oh, by the way, where are those FOP members? I rest my case. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Okay. We never got those guys on, did we? No, we didn't. We'll try for those guys again. Okay. So my point being is this: is that if you have a, and this is what I, what I, what I've been saying about the Democratic Party here in Arkansas, maybe you don't have a, a, a legitimate chance to win. But what you have to do is plow the ground and plant the seeds for future elections. Mm -hmm. So that means that even if that person that you have running don't have a snowball's chance in hell to win, you got to put that person out there and let them fight. I get you. You got to throw darts. You got you got to come in with haymakers. They they may not make a difference, but you know what? The next time around, you've laid the groundwork for the next wave. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, you understand mm -hmm, what I'm saying? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. The Democratic Party here in Arkansas have dropped the ball on this in the last three or four elections. They just don't run anybody. Mm -hmm. Okay? Mm -hmm. And see, what they do is you prop them up and you, you, that's how you throw darts at them. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. That's how you, that, you've got to throw these insurrectionist darts. You cannot let these people just simply walk away from January 6th and, oh, well, I'm, I'm governor now. 
Wait a minute. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. How you governor? How you want to be governor and you supported a man who wanted to overthrow the the constitution of the United States? Mm-hmm, How can mm-hmm, see mm-hmm. you see they always talk about their patriots, right? Mm-hmm. You you attack their patriotism. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And right now there's nothing you can use better than January 6th. Uh, by the way, if you need a campaign manager, my name is David W. Coleman. My number yeah. is 615-554-0568. I mean, do, do you agree with me? No, I agree with you. I agree wholeheartedly. So the question is, will he do it? I doubt it. And if, and if he doesn't, you know, look, and, and here's the other thing. It just thing. wouldn't make sense to. Uh, well, here's the other thing. And I said this on the show last week. Does the fact that he's being a, pr- a preacher have anything to do with his attack conscience? I doubt it. I doubt it does. Look, Raphael Warnock ought to be wearing Herschel Walker out right now. <laughs> I cannot even entertain that. Raphael Warnock ought to be beating Herschel Walker over the head. Here, Herschel Walker, even his son was on this weekend talking about absentee fathers in the black community. And it just came out that his own dad has been ignoring a son that's 10 years old. But you know why Raphael Warnock is not doing it? Because I think he's a preacher. He is a preacher. And I think I think preachers tend to stand by the Bible, which is fine. I don't think that's why, but okay. Which is fine. I don't think that's why, but, but okay. But we need people. That, I shouldn't say we because I'm not a Democrat. But the Democratic Party needs people like AOC. They need more of them. Oh, God. Okay. Okay. Are we going to go now? Yeah. Okay, good. Did you have fun? Yeah, till we start talking about that. I missed you. Uh, yeah, I could tell. <laughs> I missed you, Robert. I could tell. You <laughs> wanna you wanna make me miserable. I could tell. Wait, what? you talking about your friends? Y'all, y'all got a golf game this weekend or something? Are they are they playing Juneteenth golf? Hey Robert, we're gonna give you we're gonna let you hit not, from the women's tee because uh, it's Juneteenth. Mike's left. <laughs> Mike's left. Uh Mike's gone. Mike's uh, retired. Uh you poor the thing. chief retired. Yeah, that's right. Mm-hmm. But you got your FOP buddies. I don't play golf with them. I never have. You don't. Uh-uh. Well, maybe that's why they're mad at you. The chief and I play golf, and, and the fire chief we play golf together. Mm-hmm. Um, Ken, we play golf together. City director Ken. Mm-hmm. Uh, who else? I'm trying to think. I play with uh, Brad's not no longer on the board, but I played with Brad when he was on the board. Mm-hmm. Um, have you have you started setting up some games with uh, Landers? You're really funny. You're really funny. <laughs> Frank didn't play golf, so if we mm. play golf, we probably play golf together. Mm. Okay, all right. You, you you got your quote. I'm stalling because yeah, be black. Oh man, come on now. That's it, man. That's like even ready. Be black. You, you weren't even ready. Come on. Your turn. You you weren't even ready. Don't you have a better quote? No, nah, that's it. Be black. You ready? You, you sure? Be black. Be black. Be happy. Be free. You sure? Robert Webb. All right. All right. This has been I, I I pinned this quote to my my yeah, wall. You can't help yourself. Go ahead. Because this is such a great quote. Go ahead. You must always be willing to truly consider evidence that contradicts your beliefs, and admit the possibility that you are wrong. Now this doesn't this doesn't apply to women. <clears throat> Intelligence. <laughs> Intelligence isn't knowing everything. It's the ability to challenge everything. You know, I like that. Hey, spend money on your own community. If you don't, nobody else will. Peace and love, black folks. Till tomorrow.
You a sick man. You gonna have people calling customers out. I don't know why you did that. <laughs> Y'all have a great That's day. We'll dirty. talk to you tomorrow. <laughs>